podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cool. You're mad fluid. That's why man's gas. I want dysonomics. You know. <laughs> You're a proper bum. You're out of bad people for no reason this morning, bro. Try speaking to Matt though. All right, cool. So. Dysonomics. <laughs> 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 I'm here. All right, cool. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, make sure you speak. Make sure you catch the mic though. Whatever. <laughs> Hello and welcome, episode. Let me make sure. 43. I've got actually three guests. I was surprised because I hollered at all three, expecting two to drop out, but all three came. Jeez. So, them stereotypes. Black man can't have... fool again. Exactly. <laughs> 2018, we're breaking down barriers, fam. Black man ain't pulling out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. <laughs> the views shared by Nigo True <laughs> have nothing to do with the Dysonomics brand. <laughs> So we've got in the building. We'll go from left to right. We got um, playing DM. <laughs> We're going for midfield three in it. Midfield diamond. All right, we saying dams for the second time. Yeah, yeah. At uh, known as dams. Then we got playing left CM. <laughs> Lingard. <laughs> man, Nigo True. What's good? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm. I, I'm. It's a proud moment for me to be here, man. <laughs> You're such <laughs> You're such a bum. And we got Error. Yes, yes. Saturday the number one, the well. number one antagonizer of all people's opinions. <laughs> you don't know. I love it. Bruv, your tweets give me so much life. Because you always come with that alternate view, which I love. But yeah. So what's brought us all here today, outside my ex- excellent planning, is to discuss a topic that all f- all four of us have seen when speaking since we've had white wifi access. But um um, it's become quite prevalent recently, especially due to the death of an unfortunate gentleman. I'm not going to talk about that case because, one, I like to pay respects to people's families and grieving. And also, I don't believe in talking on cases until they're concluded. But rest in peace, that young soul. But it's got this going in the media again, but I think we really need to keep it going in the media. But also, action is the most important thing, really and truly. But... It's a conversation that doesn't... It's not really a genuine conversation, I feel. I feel like when people speak about it, a lot of gaslighting, that's a new term, a lot of man's drinking Baileys, you know? Don't try to bring me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think it's a topic that is quite close to, I think, all four of our hearts, and that is of gang culture, especially in London, especially with young males, especially um, young black males, but mainly working class because it, it happens across the country whether it be Glasgow, well, that was, that's not our country, but Glasgow, Edinburgh, Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, Coventry, London, wherever there's, you know, low income and lack of opportunities, these type of things can occur. So, yeah, so what is gang culture? Since you... Do you want... um, for me, personally, I think... Gang culture, it's just... Yeah, gang culture, it's just sort of, like, what you end up with, I guess, if you leave people to, like, govern themselves. That's what I think, personally. Like, there's not... It's not a good or a bad thing. There's not really a positive or a negative of it. It's just if you leave people to their own devices, I think that's what you're going to end up with, Mm. gang culture. There's all different types of gangs. There's violent gangs. There's, like, positive kind of gangs, I guess. There's musical gangs. There's all different things in it. And, yeah, we're going to be focusing on the more violent side of it, I think. Yeah, does anyone else want to add any any Maggie to that one? <laughs> I think I think the most important thing when you're looking at gang culture is to see 
uh, what angle you're you're analysing it from. So, um, from someone that may be involved in what they might classify as gang culture, it's more seen as a family or grouping or friendship group. Mm-hmm. Um, your actions is what people make it. What what makes people deem it as a gang? Mm. So, for example, within my friendship group, until we do anything negative, media-wise and authority-wise, they won't deem it as a gang. They'll just deem it as a, a group of, well, depending on what colour my friends are. Yeah, yeah, what to say? I was like, are you fact, sure? Are you sure, yeah, family car? Just, <laughs> they'll just deem it as a group of friends. Sometimes the idea of threat or an actual threat is what makes it, mm. what makes people perceive it as a gang. Mm. So, if you're going to look at, for example, where I'm from in, in East London, a lot of times, uh, no one in our area set out to create a gang mm. it's just we were all when you grow up in an area of course you're going to be friends with the people in the area yeah it's natural um, so then when you've come together and then you then have issues just like any human being just like countries have issues with other countries or mm. people have issues with other people when you then have those issues people do not know how to classify you so they automatically connect you as okay that area so now you're a gang if that makes sense so i think sometimes you've got to look at when you're looking at the word it's depending on the viewpoint so for example that's why us as young people we for example call the police a gang Mm. because Mm. we're like well we see you having power that we haven't really been able to understand and the same vice versa they're looking at us like we can't comprehend why you don't have issues over areas or whatever whatever Mm. whatever so i think gang culture is uh a word that I'd use for it is a lot of times it's the misunderstanding of of a group of friends that um, make mistakes, of course. But obviously, that's not we're not going to lie here and say that not all gangs. We're not going to lie here and say that um, all gangs are good or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Of course, like a family group. Yeah, I of think, course, you have yeah. people that genuinely come together to cause violence mm. and for hardship. Of course, you have that. You know what I'm saying? But I think you just have to look at. But the, go on, sir. I, like, I really think of 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 the term gang as a as a label mm. like a label that society or whoever's put on yeah. people um so again like, as like a just a group of people mm. um in some instances might be called a gang and in other instances might be called a group of people depending on who's looking at it mm. so for example i can certainly say I, I went to a grammar school by the way and the school i went Jeez. to there weren't that many black people and us black people when whenever we were together the school referred to us as a gang they mm-hmm. followed us around mm-hmm. they they said we were causing trouble we weren't really causing trouble but that was their whole mentality around us because that's how they perceive mm. a group of black boys together mm. so i think i think a gang is very much a label that kind of society puts on but then i think evolving from there once society puts that label on on you there's self-fulfilling prophecy so mm. obviously if, if if you hear you're a so-called gang and gangs get up to violence gangs make money gangs do xyz and you're thinking rah we're a gang but mm. we're not doing any of these things then i think there's a natural tendency for people to start gravitating towards those kind of behaviors that society deems are gang-like yeah that's true that's definitely true um, um so so we got like an understanding of what the kind of phrase is, but especially in terms of the violent nature of what we see, and it's kind of kind of a lot of like there's all there's different reasons and variables to why we see violence between young young males um, predominantly. I'm talking young between ages could be from as young as 13 up into their late 20s, and some like buyers in their 30s. But um, <laughs> real talk, <laughs> yeah. But like, what? <laughs> so okay. So, I'm trying to okay. I'm trying to think. I'd say okay. What are the causes? Would we say of this 
kind of epidemic that we kind of, especially in London, like we've got, we've gone. You're from north, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. You're from east. east yeah. We're both from northwest. Like in our areas, there's various types of um, certain areas where people were like, mm, it's a bit tight if I roll there. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially back in the days when we're like teenagers, if like a girl was like, yo, I live here. You're like, I don't know, it's a bit, it's a bit tight. It's a tight. I remember, I remember one, my boy's like, oh, do you want to go to this house party? It's like, oh, where is it? Where is it? Go, Wood Green. I was like, huh? <laughs> Bluffing. <laughs> Wood Green. I was like, it's tight. But, um, what do you think are the causes? Like, let's look at the root. How do you think these type of environments, which in, in, um, in turn encapsulate young men, what do you think causes this? I, I have my own opinion, but I want to go through the. Room. I think personally, for me, I think it's it's similar to what you was what you were saying um, mm. about how it's not just a fi- like you've got a label and it's, and it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. But one of the biggest issues is all of these things are attached to an area. So mm. let's say, for example, um, just for argument's sake like wood green something happened in wood green they might take that as a disrespect to wood green do you get what i mean mm. and it and it becomes it's like you take on that problem onto yourself now mm. and that kind of thing as well can like escalate into something else like some one person got hit all right cool we gotta get two from them mm. and it it turns into this other thing where i feel like that's how it was back in the day but now it's, it feels like everyone's on this thing like cool i've or whoever lives in my area is my gang everyone else is the like op. the other gang, mm. the other side, the ops, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of where we're headed now. That's the cause of it. It's like, it's this feeling of people are either on your side or they're against it's you. One so, of the, one of the... Yeah, I used to talk about it before. With like it was, It's like a them versus us. That's how, that's how mm. I describe it. Everyone's got that them versus us feeling. But, but you know what I think personally? Like I think at the root of it is like despair. Like I, I don't know how else to put it. Like... I know, like, growing up where I grew up, like, just when you grow up in the hood in general, like, no one's got anything going for them. Mm. Like, there's just... Or not no one, but a lot of people don't have much going for them. Um, There's a lot of drug users. There's a lot of... There's just nothing promising that you can see. Like, it's, it's literal despair like people don't see their lives going anywhere people drop out of school people Rem- drop out of remember, college, remember, remember remember when we used to kick ball yeah and fell farm wembley yeah yeah and then you said remember those remember those two but i don't want to mention their names on the podcast i'm not the names remember those two brothers that you used to go to i think they might have gone to your school but in lower years Possibly, and you remember you said that when you're dropping them home one time yeah. and they're asking what me you and ed do yeah and when we and when you said what we do in our careers oh yeah they were like flabbergasted oh yeah, yeah. no no it was it was Two boys that went to my primary school. Oh. Two guys from my primary school, their younger brothers were boys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I dropped them home one time. Yeah, yeah, and like, see, that type of thing is like, when you told me that, like, it was like, this this should not happen. Like, but that, yeah. that's 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 exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's I, an I'm example just saying, of it. Like, the, the, the place where I grew up, that I can, I'm thinking about it vividly, like the road that I grew up on, like mm. most people like were on benefits mm. or like just just not doing it and I, I, I'm not saying it's like to, to send for those people mm. I'm just saying there wasn't much happening mm. and because there wasn't much happening like for I don't really think most people placed a real value on their lives I know again like I said I went to a grammar school I didn't really like it but it is what it is but I know right from early my parents gave me a vision and they said alright oh, look this is this is what you need to do. This is mm. where you need to go, and so on and so forth. And I know that that wasn't the case with everybody else around yeah. me. And I guess the point that I'm making is that I think when there's so much despair, when there's such a lack of hope, 
that then translates into so much more. So, for example, when there's a fight or when there's an argument between two people, the way it can escalate from zero to nothing, the way you can brick someone or, or stab someone or, or hit someone with a pole or something like that, which is, which is potentially a fatal thing mm-hmm. over nothing, it's because... People aren't people aren't really thinking about the repercussions of going to jail. People aren't really thinking about the repercussions of murdering someone. People aren't thinking about the repercussions of them being murdered because people aren't thinking like five, ten. They're, they're thinking macro. They're thinking macro. Exactly. They're thinking, and I think that 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 environment of despair, I think, translates into violence, and that's why you see it in all hoods, like regardless of. Like Glasgow's full of white people, and that's got the worst knife crime in the UK. It's, yeah. it's, wor- it's worse than London. Um, or is it gun crime? I can't remember which one. But the point that I'm making is that where crime. there's where there's despair, there's extreme levels of violence. You, you want to say something, bro? Yeah, I think a lot of this is a result of. Sorry, I think a lot of this is a result of when you leave people to um, create their own authority. Because mm. I think mm. the biggest problem that I can say occurred in my area is when we lost hierarchy. So growing up, we always knew that, you know, the whole thing of there's olders mm. and then there's youngers and then um, you sort of follow certain rules from certain people, whatever. And then there was an age where there was a, there was a stage where my age group realised we could overhaul the older lot. Mm. And that's when it was arguably war season because it wasn't just other areas we had a problem with it was internally 100% and it wasn't a thing of arrogance it was just a thing about control a thing about mm. power because when you take away authority see the, the important thing about authority is someone's in charge which then leaves for any war you need soldiers and you need a general now when you have a bunch of sh- soldiers that all believe that they're general potential and all believe that you don't necessarily need to go through any sort of process to be generals then 100% your, your, your whole thought process is forget rules, I'm going to get there enemies, by any means necessary. Mm. Now, the same thing would happen at any sort of job role. For example, um, I was the leader of this pod. If for no reason um, next week um, I took over the pod, I literally walked in here next mm. week and I said, I'm in charge of the pod. And I'll step aside without questioning me. Then a week later, someone else will then step up to me. Mm. A week later, that someone mm. else will step up to that person, because there's no there's no actual growth needed for you to get to the stage in which you're referring to. I think also another thing about this is is you know when people say lack of opportunities, I think a lot of times they don't dive into exactly what that means. When I was growing up, I didn't. How do you explain this? I knew there was other areas, but subconsciously I didn't mm. because. Mm. Um, we based everything on our borough. Mm. So I remember, for example, um, I applied for uni within like the last week that you was able to apply for it. And I only applied because someone said to me, um, they'll pay your rent. Basically, they, they gassed me, you know, it's like you'll, they'll pay for you to live outside of London. And I was like, wait, I could live outside of London and I won't, because I always have this assumption that I'd have to be, you know, earning this crazy amount of money. Mm, lack of information. Yeah, 100%. And, that was the first time I'd properly been to an area outside of my area. And genuinely, what I did is going to sound weird, but when I went to university, I used to genuinely bring my friends to come and see um, the area that the I was around. World, and it was genuinely... It, wasn't even, it wouldn't even be when we get to my uni. It'd be at Waterloo Station. Like, all my friends would genuinely just stand there shocked, like, wow. <laughs> like, looking around as if to say they was in Men in Black or something. Mm. Um, and I think lack of opportunity also... Um, when that is your end 
like you got to when you're in an area, forget the whole postcode thing because I, I I personally don't believe believe in that in the sense of how it's worded. Obviously, it's it's real, it's a real thing, it's but just really just in just in how yeah. it's how it's um portrayed. Yeah, how it's portrayed. Yeah. But um, when you genuinely grow up somewhere and the furthest you've seen someone is rich, and you got to understand what. The problem with when I say the furthest you see when someone's rich, obviously money is a great thing. But when someone has money without things like experience or travel or family, it's nothing. Yeah. So when you're, what you're pursuing is just financial gain. Mm. It's not even like, you understand, when you start experiencing things, when you go to university, when you, when you get, when you gain a career, when you even travel, you start pursuing things like, Oh, you know what? I want to um, this year, for example. You hear people the difference in people's um, New Year's resolutions. This year, I want to go to seven countries, mm. or this year, I want to. I want my salary to go to forty to fifty k, and I want to be able to look after my family or do this, whatever. Now, what you have a lot of times in these areas is all they want to do is improve what they have. Mm. So they want to look after their mum. They want to have a bigger car. They want to have everything bigger there. Yeah, that makes sense. So their end goal is there. So you can't tell people that are genuinely only pursuing like if you look at it like Dragon Balls, yeah, this is mad, right? <laughs> if you look at money like Dragon Balls, yeah, and it's like uh, it's like these men are in this this thing. I right, cool. I'm just trying to find all seven Dragon Balls, regardless of there were seven, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless of how I get it, I want all seven Dragon Balls. Someone says to you. Oh, don't you want Gohan to live in a nice area where he'll be able to do that? <laughs> well, I can only do that if I get the seven Dragon Balls. So I'm going to get the seven Dragon Balls, however it is. The the way that, for example, in our area, things changed was when we started seeing things as responsibility and started saying, for example, um, like I'd say to my little brother or, or, or the young younger lot, like, you have to understand that when you do these things, your mum is also experiencing it as well. You're also putting her through these things. Mm. But there is this mindset of any means necessary in these areas because... There's no one handing things out. Mm. And the worst thing about it is when you're in London, and this is the hardest thing, when you're in London, you are genuinely, we all, regardless of what hood we're in, we live next to people that get it. Like yeah. I'm talking like your next road yeah, is a half a million pound house. Look at Grenfell. Yeah, yeah, 100%. The next road. So I'm saying, sometimes you might even say to someone, yeah, I live in the hood or whatever, you say your area and they'll be like, that's, that's where the nice house is. Yeah. That's what they, they, they don't know. Like, they don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, so if we go there, it's a bit... Hoods <laughs> you don't know, it's tight if you want to go take one back road. London tight. is difficult like that because that means when you go to school, you are sitting next to the boy that looks like he has life handed mm. to him. So you're saying, how can I, how can I get to that level? Like, cause I don't have like, for example, for example, growing up, I used to say to myself, like, my mom's a nurse, yeah. I say to myself, why is it my mom does all these night shifts, yeah? My white brethren that sits next to me, sorry, can I say that on your pod? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My white brethren that sits next to me, Donny's. He told me his mom hardly works, but his crepes are always new. Mm. Everything's fresher in my head. I'm thinking, okay, so it's my responsibility mm. because my mom's outdone the hours. So now I need to think of what... I, and again, it comes down to this. I need to improve everything where I am. You're not thinking about the next stage. Mm. That's why, for example, a lot of times with, with hoodlums or especially black people, depending on culture, we think so much about giving down rather than giving up. When I talk to my white bedrooms, they, always, they talk about things like inheritance. Like, how can I not get it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, my mum's meant to be giving me money. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas when I talk to my black bedrooms, their whole thing is about giving up. It's about, it's about like when I make money I need to give it to my mum I need mm. to give it to my dad I need to whatever whatever. whereas we're closing the gap bro. that's the, that's the matter 100% part. Yeah. 100% mm. so when you're closing the gap and that's a hood thing because mm. I have that with my white bedrooms are experiencing the same thing as me do you know what I'm saying and, and their, their whole mindset they're not thinking about tomorrow mm. they're thinking about looking after what's here 
Do you get what I'm saying? So they had a sacrifice. Their idea of a sacrifice is a sacrificing today for tomorrow, not sacrificing today for ten years or five years or twenty. It's just years. A, it's just a whole environment which which, like um, obviously I've lived in various areas and I was fortunate that I had parents who, like that like Danny said, gave me a vision. I was lucky enough that I was book smart in it, mm. yeah, and. Sure. As a person, I'm very, I'm very, very rational most of the time. Well, apart from when it comes to football, but even then, I'm pretty rational. I like to believe in it, and so, and I'm, and I'm lucky enough that one of my best traits, I have a lot of bad traits, but one of my best traits is that I'm immune to peer pressure, and I question everything. So a lot of the time, when the men that were going out to do stuff, I'd be like, I don't really want to do that. I'll have to kick the ball. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm lucky if I didn't have parents that one gave me a vision. Also, showed, and I and I went to Nigeria young, and my dad showed me where he came from, mm. and then. That always stopped. Every time I was a bit late, I was thinking, hold on. Where dad came from, yeah? There was eight of them in that one place. Mm. I'm seeing kids play table tennis with paper. I'm seeing goats on road. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a proper crammed environment. And my dad left there. It was real talk. My dad, when I left right there to come here, knowing there was racism, we were way worse in the 80s, mm-hmm. with, like, with his accent, and obviously no experience, no, no degree or no nothing. And managed to get himself to where he could actually get his own house. You feel me? So I was lucky in that regards. But obviously, not everybody has that. Yeah. But, but everybody has that. That gets to my point about hope and hopelessness. That's that's the Your thing. Dad had hope. He had a vision. He knew where he was going. So he wasn't he wasn't about to take mindless risks that 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 are going to yeah. have like mad consequences mm. because he had a hope towards where he was going. I think I think. Certainly, my experience of the people around me that they, they had no hope. no hope, hope, no hope, zero hope, and, he, and some of them were the zero same. Hope. Some of them were in the same. Like some of the some of the brothers, they were in the same set as me. Getting, Damn, it's, it's get, getting good grades, and it's magic because like our buckman like randomly, and he's just living bad. I'm thinking, I remember when we were in science. Do you remember we used to roll up the paper? to make it like a little bullet thing of the elastic band yeah. I remember when we were throwing elastic bands in science you know what I'm saying but like as you said hope makes a big difference but before I get no, to the next point say, yeah. similar, very similar thing yeah. It's like, but one of the point, things I wanted to point, it out, point out is like even when some of these youths have got hope and they've got um, certain things that like they might have more than their peers around them on yeah. their estate there's still that sort of that essence or that feeling of I don't have what I want so it's like that feeling of mm. inequality mm-hmm. it's like it's not poverty I know people throw that word around too much yeah. it's not poverty it's, it's almost like a relative po- poverty if you get yeah. what I mean so being having the most or the guy that you're sitting next to that had the, the crep on the mm. estate yeah, he might even still feel like raw I've got to do this mm. I've got to do that if you get what I mean mm. and it, and it's, it kind of adds to it everybody has that same feeling even when they're all at different levels if you get what I mean and mm. that adds to it as well because yeah, well, well, that's where that's where that's where human beings like you can have like you can give somebody like I don't know like 50 pounds yeah and depending on that human being and that environment that 50 pound may, may mean two different things yeah, like true. if it's a millionaire that's just man's giving me 50 pounds you know what I'm saying yeah. but if I give if I gave 50 bar to my youngest brother he's like cheese yeah. do crap because of the because of the yeah. situation they're in but yeah. go on Nigo, before I move on to the next point um, literally what you're, what you're speaking about reminds me of something I, I, I think about quite a lot and I think it's down to the fact that a lot of times when you're first generation, it's difficult to fully comprehend the sacrifice that your parents made. Mm. So the fact that we all came 
um, from our parents coming or maybe we were the first to come wherever you go so a lot of us when we go back home we have an empire back home and that comes after generation of generation after generation of building so you go back home and you're like Raw, this is like a mansion looking thing that we've got here right now or whatever whatever because your parents you understand when you're in the same place for generations on generations you build wealth there mm -hmm. so the thing is when you've come here that like as you were saying about your dad whatever he's come here with like a lack of experience especially mm -hmm. for, for British jobs or British inverted commas um, what happens is you have to start from the very beginning like, mm. as sad as it sounds a lot of our parents is uh, parents is wow well, don't worry, <laughs> I, I, I make worse errors on my podcast <laughs> trust me fam um, a lot of our parents were the sacrifice as sad as it sounds mm. which means when they came here, they needed to build a platform in order for us to be able to do what it, what it, whatever it is that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a dream of mine is I want to be able to be in a position where my children working is a choice and not a necessity. Mm -hmm. So I can say to them at a certain stage, for example, when they're 16, I focus on your GCSEs, but in the summertime, you got to go get a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Just so I can, just so you can learn about this or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or I can say to them, go on holiday. Whereas a lot of times with us, we used to see it as unfair because that, that the kid that was sitting next do he's got everything he can and you know when i said for example his mom isn't really working it's because they've been able to build wealth on generation mm. on generation on generation on generation that's why we're blessed enough to now be in a position where our, all of our parents set a platform at right, cool they they all did let's be real like if we look at a lot of times our parents job especially if they came at first generation if you were to sit down and ask them is the career you're in what you wanted not all the time that, that breaks my heart can't lie but, that my but heart. there are situations where they'll say to you no Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I wanted to do this. I wanted to. I might have wanted to sing. I wanted to be a president. I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to do this, but they weren't able to do it unless they went RCCG. <laughs> but um, shouts back. But um, they weren't. <laughs> sorry. They weren't all able to do what they wanted to do. So they set the platform, and you got to understand. A lot of times with young people, of course, you're not going to fully be able to understand, understand because yeah. our parents. Well, some of some of our parents are, but not all of our parents are coming to us saying, oh, but you, like, I had to do this. I need you to focus. I need you mm. to do this because I sacrificed everything. We can't always comprehend exactly what that means. What it means is if we fail, mm. our parents did it for nothing mm. because that means the next kid that we have has to start again. So, for example, I've got a lot of friends that have gone to jail, whatever, whatever. If they carry on that cycle... Their parents coming here and starting from scratch means nothing because when they get to a certain age, they're going to have to realise that they have to start from scratch mm. and their next child is going to be the, the uh, as you could argue... That's, that's, why, we have, that's, why, that's mm. why we've had a cycle for a lot of time. But um, in terms of the court... Go on. Go on just quickly, yeah. Because to my knowledge, this is about violence, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think... I, I know I keep talking about this hopelessness, but I think there's also a situation where even if you as an individual have a lot of hope when you're in an environment of hopelessness, there are people who constantly are there to drag you down. They'll chisel away at you. They'll chisel away. There's, there's the crabs in the bucket. That reminds thing. before you go and, on, that reminds, like, I have this belief as well with, like, the police, yeah, where I'm, I don't believe that every police person came into the police force to do bad. Mm. I believe some of them might be from some village in, like, I don't know, Wherever, yeah. Chester, had very good attentions, Came to London to be, and then that environment turned them yeah, into ops. But, world. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, because of that reason huh? as well. I know people who have left the police because of that reason. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Can't be in that room with yeah. people like this. And you know and I mean? and I guess that that's my point. It's just it's just I think when you've got an environment like that that in itself becomes heavy mm. whereby you might not be part of that life you might not be engaged in that you might have hope or whatever but you know that like let me put it this way i, I can think of and oh you'd know this story as well like i think the first time someone i knew had died 
he got stabbed in the leg like outside of school. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? From L- London Academy, yeah, he's called Edward. I don't want to say his name. Yeah, but, rest in peace. Um, rest mm. in peace, my man. And I remember, I, I think I must have been in year seven or year eight at the time, but I just remember it becoming very like vivid to me that you could lose your life over nothing. Literally over and, nothing. And, and I guess the point that I'm making is when you're in that environment, whether or not you're part about that life or whether or not you, you've got hope or not, there come situations where you might you might get in an argument over nothing and that becomes a life with, or with, death with, situation. With, with the brother, he was breaking up a fight between two Yeah, brothers. I know. He was breaking up a fight between two people, got stabbed in the leg and died. And that's, that's kind of my point, is that when when you're now... Um, when you're now aware that that's the environment you're in, then you might take over precautions. So where normally it's a fight, I might just punch the guy or push him or whatever. I think, all right, you know what? I need to have a weapon. some sort of weapon on me to make sure that I'm not the one that ends up being the victim. Car. I don't want to be RIP on the shit. Okay, and that's a very good segue, yeah, because I want to say what's the cause of gang culture. I wanted to discuss um, the impact of masculinity. I know there's a very, plenty of you spoke about hope. We spoke about... Um, the financial situation in terms of low income. But what do you think the role of masculinity plays? Because I definitely believe it plays in a role. Because even me, somebody who's never been in type of, like, I refuse to join that lifestyle. Mm. If somebody does certain or says certain thing to me in a certain manner, like, my whole demeanour changes. <laughs> do you feel me? Like, my whole, and, like, like, why is that? Like, Again, I've, I've, I think it's two things. I've, and going back to my earlier point, sometimes I think it's just about socialisation to some extent. Like, certain times I know I've reacted because it's like, I know that I can't have that. From, from the perspective of society, like, however I feel, the fact that a man's just said that or the fact that a man's just acted that way, I need to respond to it. Mm. Because, because otherwise, this is... It, it, change, it changes people's perception do, of me. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I think, I think in terms of this is like how society views masculinity. That's one thing, and another thing, it's just an ego tip. Like at the, at the end of the day, if you do something to me, and I feel like you've got one, like silly example, someone cussed me on Twitter today. I was talking about my hair, and I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I thought in my head. I thought in my head, I'm about to cuss this girl back like, in the, in the wildest way. Yeah. Fam, I feel it. I feel it. Just on a pride tip. And then I thought, you know what? And I, resp- and, I, and I responded just saying, you know what? I actually really like my hair. And I explained why it was Cane Road and this, that and the other. And then she was like, oh, you know what? Fair it. enough. I get it. I like, like your... And I remember somebody else commenting like, "Rah, that is the most peaceful exchange I've ever seen on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, 2018, I'm trying to be on this peace tip or whatever. And it was, yeah, it was a funny thing. But the, the point that I'm making... I've forgotten. No, the pride, yeah. the ego thing, the ego thing. Yeah, it's yeah. an ego thing, and and sometimes you kind of, as a man, sometimes you just want to react off ego, and sometimes like you might need to check yourself. But knowing that by not reacting off ego, you're you're gonna look like a mutt to certain people. Go on. And even to add to that, I think sometimes it's not even that you want to act react. Mm. To you. I mean, it's not even that you want to feel angry or you want to react mm. with violence sometimes it's like it's almost like that's the unwritten law it's like yeah. mm. that, that passes it doesn't matter whether or not that person believes in government if they believe in democracy if they believe in anything it's like that are violence, you gonna let a man do that to you yeah do you know what i mean it's like and that's they're, it they're, what's pissing you off really is the violence of what mm. that, that they're doing to you and mm. you feel like yeah you can really respond to that with violence and that's what i was trying to get at, at the beginning of the podcast when i was talking about like it's like you're governing you're left to your own devices kind of mm. governing yourselves you know what i mean you're gonna 
eventually you end up at violence. Because especially if if you've got a, if you're if you've seen like let's say the olders it ends or at school or mm. around you, you've seen on several in in life we go through a million scenarios a day, mm. whether we make whatever choice you make, there's a new scenario, and we've seen it in bare scenarios when X happens, Y happens, Y happens. Yeah. So to you, okay, X happens, like it's almost like a, like as a law you're that's on the street, but but like. It brings me on to the wider point that I've been trying to trying to get people on my social medias and my and my loved ones. I expo- tell them that there's valuation. I always bang on about people who listen to this, this nomics know women are kind of valued in society by their ability to nurture and their aesthetics. As men, we're kind of um, valued on our masculinity and our ability to provide and be on resources, basically our wallet to a certain extent. So if you're and now we bring it back into the gang culture violence thing. As a man, yeah, you know that you're seen by your peers and society, your valuation is about your masculinity and your finances. So that kind of then leads into the risk that some of these young men take because they're saying, okay, cool, I need to get my money up. And you're in an environment where the opportunities are low or even if the opportunities are there, you haven't been given the the information to actually identify those opportunities. As Damini said, there's not that much hope. And if you get into any sort of disputes which happens in any walk of life whether it be the corporate life in your dance and drama class in burger king whatever there's going to be confrontation between human beings it's just natural once and you know that if man if i don't do x to man or show man this people are going to think i'm a and a word excuse me yeah. pussy that, that, that was the, that, that was that was the word that i'm pretty sure all of us heard yeah, growing up yeah. and and i know ladies you can relate to this in terms of like your aesthetics you're like, oh, if I don't look a certain way, I'm not going to be rated. And that's the same with some of these young men. Like, if if, if I let my man talk to me like this or my man rod me, if I don't retaliate or these type of things, and when it's when these type of connotations are tied to your valuation, it's so, so difficult. True. So, so difficult. Go on. And I'm, so, I'm sorry that I keep talking about hope here, but because I, I, ha- I have to say personally in my life, innit, having a lot of hope has kept me away from a lot of passion. Mm. And I can certainly say, like, I know when I was younger, there was a guy from my area who violated, like, I don't want to go into too many details, but he'd be... Fam, let's go grab that after this. No, I'm joking. But, 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 <laughs> in fact, in fact it, it wasn't even that big a violation, but you know them guys that just try bully bully someone that like, mm. so, so they've done something you tried not to react and then they're trying to like bully you for it yeah and i remember when i was younger like at in the end i didn't actually react to it and i knew a lot of people were talking me talking about me because of it but at the same time because of the school i went to because of the education i had and so on and so forth i always had a hope mm. and i because i remember when it happened i thought okay i need to stab this guy now as a, as a 20 how old am i i'm 27 in a month yeah as a 27 year old or 26 year old i know that is the dumbest reaction to the situation yeah. but certainly at that time that's all i was thinking but because of hope i knew if i stab this guy i'm gonna have passerine ends yeah. i'm gonna I, I'm, I might end up in jail he might end up dead and so on and i started weighing my pros and cons and said you know what it's not like what's happening in the hood isn't worth as in True. how I appear in the hood isn't worth my life be, 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 before that man go on to it like and I'm, these man rate me in 2017 now mm. do you understand what I'm saying so be, before before um, before you guys jump on here yeah, also one thing that because obviously I know you um, 
personally for a long time now mm. you're a person that's you're very intelligent unfortunately and you're <laughs> and you're able <laughs> and and you and your mind works like you can weigh up situations not and that's not a trait that is in everybody yeah. some people are very very impulsive yeah. and especially and especially some people may even have hope but they're still impulsive and they do something and they're thinking fudge yeah you see what i'm saying but yeah go on um i think in response to oh, there's another thing. <laughs> in response to what they said i think a lot of times especially as as men we we base things on how we will feel if we said whatever was said to us to that person mm. so if someone says something to us we say to ourselves well the only reason i'd say those words to someone else is if i feel like they're complete mm. um another thing with regards to it is a lot of times it's fear a lot of times, it's literally what you said, it, X will lead to Y. So you got to understand, a lot of times with us as, as young people, we look at things as if to say, like, if you're saying that to me, you genuinely believe that you're a couple steps away from attacking me. Mm-hmm. Physically, there is there is no other option behind it. So a lot of times when you see us... Or you're saying it because you think I won't attack you. 100%. Yeah. So it's, it's, we see it as you're trying to test me. That's why a lot of times there was mm. a lo- when we was younger, there was a lot of issues with just eye contact. Mm. Because we was more concerned with the idea of... Man, better be on a bus going past like, how many miles an hour, you'd be like... <laughs> but then if you ever had a conversation with those people that you had problems over over eye contact, they would, they would look at you and say, you really think I'd just look at you like, right, I'm not a weirdo, etc etc but a lot of times we're on the defense because we're already assuming what the thoughts of the other person is that's why mm. like people act as if to say this is just a, a guy thing or whatever that's why women have it a lot of times you'll be talking to like uh, a female friend or for example or my sisters or whatever and they'll be like oh that girl don't like me and i'll be like how you know and she'll be like the way she looked at me and i'm looking at her like what are you are talking you, about are you dead serious like she might have just been looking past you like whatever whatever but a lot of times our belief of what could be the potential of a quick stare scares us. Mm. So we react to that automatically. And not even just the potential, also, you're thinking like, it's, as you said, the test um, thing. Because like even now, yeah, like I'm, I'm learning a lot of stuff. Yeah, so even now, my big age, I walk in, a man's bare premium, I'm thinking like... I'll, is there a problem? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll start premium, then I think... Hold on, bruv. We're in St Paul's fam. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no beef here. And then I'll just look away. Do you know what I'm saying? And just to add to what you said, something that I've learned, especially from, um, with regards to my career and being, being, uh, exchanging, um, exchanging with just ideas and communication with different types of people and, and learn about it so from mm. growing up in just like ends and just talking to people in ends whatever to exchange it just going around and talking to different people what you realize is the most privileged have the most dangerous idea of banner mm. and that's because 100%. there's no issue and that's because them. comprehending a fight over something stupid to them yeah. is the most foolish thing yeah. because they have so much to Please. gain. Yeah. So in their head, they can tell you to to, to suck your mum yeah. or they could shave your eyebrows off or whatever yeah. and they will look at you like an idiot <laughs> yeah. if you if react. You react yeah. Because yeah. in their head, the person it's, that it's loses is the person that throws away their future. Not yeah. the person that throws away today. Yeah. But with us, it's whoever throws away today for their future. Yeah. That's yeah. the winner to us. So when we're like, yo, I got stabbed, man, for disrespect, yeah. I'll, throw away for, I'll throw away forever for today. Yeah. I won't snitch because 
I, I don't mind going to jail as long as I'm cool with these guys that aren't going to even write me letters when I'm in jail. Big man. Yeah. And all of them things. Round us, like literally it's what you're saying and, and I know you said oh, you keep talking about hope but genuinely that's probably the core of this subject yeah. because when you don't have hope it's all about right now. It's all yeah. about, you're literally trying to clinch onto hope. That's why yeah. it's all about now yeah. because it's like oh I can last another 10 minutes. That's hope. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But those that already have hope are like what do you mean? You think I'm going to waste this on... But I'm going to be rich in 10 years. Exactly. Why the hell do I need to waste this exactly. when I'm about to be a millionaire? Because exactly. if I said to everyone, if I said to every single young black youth, not just black youth, sorry, young young boy growing up in the hood, whatever, do you know what? Stay focused. In five years, you're going to have a million pounds, yeah? Every single time they're about to get in a fight, they'll be like, ooh, that million pounds I'm going to get. <laughs> mm. But then they don't, they can't see that. So in their head, it's like the only thing they can, they can clench on to is respect. As I say, as I say um, all the time, incentive drives behavior, innit? So oh, if, 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 if there's no incentive of you to avoid fights, yeah, there's no incentive of you. Oh, that's huh? yeah, no, go on, go on. Yeah, if that's taking somewhere else. Yeah, if there's no incentive of you to avoid these type of situations, yeah, which a lot of these young men, that's what, I, and it all ties back to hope. Yeah, and, yeah, it does. And, and me, because I, I'm an economist, I like to say um, the finance has a big problem with that. So if you're in an area with low income, low opportunity, the net result of that is low hope. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. More often than not. Mm. Like, that's take. You finished? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. I was gonna say that's taking me like um, my, my dad works with um like people who have been or ex gang members and people who have been like affected by gangs. So it's not necessarily someone that's in a gang. It might be someone who lives in an area, mm. had an altercation, and now he's at war with his own area. You know what I mean? It might be mm. a girl who lived in a certain area was linking a certain man, and now she's holding. And she, she she can't not hold her. Mm. They got a certain you might have a picture of her in a certain mm. way. You know what I mean? It could be anything like that. And that comes down to hope as well. And not only just hope, like exploitation of the fact yeah. that people are hopeless, are hopeless. Oh, as well. Yeah. well definitely, yeah. When I said when you was talking it was taking me somewhere, yeah. It reminded me of like being um young and like people so I, I grew up in North, but I went to school in East. So I've okay. seen both and yeah. it's like Half the day I'm in one area, or half the day I'm in another. So I, I never get the full picture. I just get bits in it, if you get mm. what I'm saying. Yeah. So boom, in my east side, I see man, man will be there. They they do more stuff like initiations and things like that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if you man have seen this kind of stuff, but mm. say for example, a man might feel like cool. If I if I refuse this initiation, I'm gonna get rushed. Mm. And then I'm gonna get rushed next time they see me. I'm gonna get rushed next time they see mm. me. But if I take the initiation, I'm gonna get rushed today. Mm, yeah. tomorrow on calm the day after that on calm the day after that on calm but then they're not thinking one day man's going to get cool to ride that or man's going to get cool yeah. to do this man's going to get cool to do that and it is that fam some, in certain and ways that's, 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 man that's, are weighing it up but yeah, it's that, and, and they call it, they call it, opportunity, they call it opportunity, opportunity cost, cost. Yeah. Now, what you what you you take this and what do you and that the cost is what you forego so the man are thinking okay they're going to tap dance on my head today yeah <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> on Tuesday oh, I'll put cool. ibuprofen that's good yeah and then, and then if I, not they're going to be tap dance on me every three to five working days but that's long and then, <laughs> <laughs> true and then, um, uh, one, one other thing as well yeah one one other thing as well yeah is that and it, again it goes back to what i was saying about like growing up in the hood and like again like, I, i'm privileged in it like I, I had a good family my parents 
are still together. They're loving. They've never. Like, my parents don't. Never. Like, I've never seen them fight or argue. Mum's your mum's love is lit as well. By the way, I wanted to say that. Pardon? I just wanted to be like your mum's love is lit still. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Wait. Are we actually going to say forget the peace in the I don't want to say no be. I don't want to say. I'm gonna stand on time right now. But um, what 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 I was gonna say though is that. That's the truth. I'm sorry, you said the word. That's 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 the the word. That's 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 the Again, I, again, I'm, I can talk about the house that I lived in. Certainly, in my more formative years, I think on the on the left side of me, the someone's mum was had cancer and then committed suicide. Their son was just an angry kid. Mm. On the other side, like the, the the dad was a drunk guy and he always used to bang up the mum. Mm. Again, the kids watching this, he's an angry kid. Um, the, their house burnt down at some point because their uncle was drunk and painting and just, just I and 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 I know seeing around like a lot of what was happening in the area. There was a lot of reasons for children and yeah. I, and I really do mean children to be angry and not mm. have a place to vent that anger. Yeah. And what happens is that when they do get an opportunity sometimes aside from the weighing up the pros and the cons and all that type of thing it's like they need a way to release this anger mm. and someone's just giving them an opportunity mm. and and w- when everybody's angry everyone's always again that, that thing about eye contact you're walking down the road and you're looking for a reason to fight someone truth, and truth. so it's like that person's looking at me mm. what is it a problem or that person stepped on my shoes what is that a problem or wh- whatever the Whatever the case is, it's like people are looking for a fight because there's a lot of unresolved issues, anger. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of times, you got to say, the way we're raised is we're raised how to handle ourselves as kids in a platonic situation. So a lot of times, uh, teachers or, or the social groups or whatever raise us to be kids in what would they, what they would deem as a normal household. Mm. So especially when you're from these mm. areas, um, and where I'm from, for example... Sometimes the parents uh, would be drug dealers or even drug users. Mm. Um, or sometimes even if they're not drug dealers now, they were before. So it's not the most normal circumstances. And people, even if they do um, raise kids to understand that, to take pride in what it, what it is to be like a single mother, they a lot of times they teach them to, to take pride in what it is to be a, a single mother that could provide. Yeah. Or a single mother that doesn't necessarily have issues with... Um, whoever your father is or, or any of them things so mm. when you're not actually raised to fully understand your situation or to comprehend it you have you in yourself have to decide how to go about this so if you're in life and for example it might not be like it doesn't have to be that your parents are drug dealers or anything crazy it might just be that you have a mum who doesn't get along with your dad and no one's ever taught you how to handle the emotions that come into that because uh, uh, a lot of times with Africans or Caribbean parents whatever they genuinely have this belief that what they tell you is how you should feel yeah. mm-hmm. so it should be like for example a lot of times with dads or or or, or men not all dads but with dads they'll be like well i provide for you so you should be happy yeah. mm-hmm. with mums it's well i don't know how you're getting into fights in school because i care for you and i tell you not mm-hmm. to fight as if to say that's the answer to everything a lot of times people don't understand that we repeat so as the same way that we learn to talk on, on that line can i ask can i ask you man a question yeah like what, what you think about this because i remember 
been so I was at like some training for some youth thing, and um, this woman she's a she's a youth worker. She's from Barbados or something like that, but she's a bl- black woman anyway. Yeah. And she was like adamant that kids shouldn't be spanked. And she said the issue in the black community is it's funny. I just remembered it. I want I, I want to know what everyone thinks. But she said like a big issue in the black community is that parents are punish their children yeah. with physical. I don't want to call it violence, but a physical threat. And that that in itself is perpetuated, whereby if you've got an issue with someone, when the, the idea of punishment is related to some sort of physicality. Yeah. And, and her point was that that's, that's now perpetuated in a lot of the violence we see. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not sure if I agree with it, but it was an interesting I concept. Was, I, I genuinely like... Um, I genuinely think there's a lot of truth to that. Mm. And by that, what I mean is... In life, we all deal with discipline. All as human beings. Forget, forget this whole like, oh, what are these kids doing? Why are they stabbing people? Blah blah blah. We all deal with discipline. You see it how the way Trump tweets. Mm-hmm. The way Trump tweets is how a lot of former leaders would speak behind the scenes, mm-hmm. or genuinely the way a lot of former leaders acted, but just in a more, it seemed like in a more calm manner because they just go bomb countries and then they wouldn't tweet about it. You know what I'm saying? You're finding yeah. that three years later when you're like, why does everyone hate that president? Do you know what I'm saying? Then, mm. then one man from Syria tell you that the, the house down the road got bombed or whatever. Yeah. Now, what what we felt what we felt to comprehend is discipline is vital in any situation because we can't all comprehend what what we don't fully all understand what the next person finds as disrespect. So, for example, um, I might like when you were talking, I might have cut you off, mm. and in my in my situation in life in general I might see that as oh no that's just what we do like the yeah. way we talk in my household is mm. when someone's talking I feel like I've got a point I just jump in yeah. mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying so I might have, you might have taken that as disrespect so then now when you've true. come to me to say yo you've disrespected me and I haven't comprehended that as a disrespect and you understand a lot of times when we base things on our own morals we don't necessarily explain mm. we don't feel a yeah. need for conversation because again as I said earlier when we do things we say to ourselves well if I did that it's because I think you're a dickhead yeah. so yeah. I automatically assume you have to know why I feel disrespected so you might have come to me and said yo like come we've got to step outside and, and you haven't even explained to me why we're stepping outside now in my head pride is telling me we're going outside let's go mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying whereas we could have had a conversation where you could have said do you know what I felt as if you disrespected me by jumping in and I could have said that's my experience mm-hmm. now the reason that I say that there's there is an element of truth I'm not saying what she says is exactly true there's an element of truth is I remember being younger and a circumstance I'll throw myself under the bus and saying this I got into altercations with a certain area because they'd stepped on a, one of my friend's shoes. Mm. And that's what, you know, everyone argues as the stereotypical, oh, that's so stupid. How are you arguing over someone stepping on your shoes? Mm. But we saw it as this. The guy stepped on the shoe. All we wanted was an apology. And if you look at the same way that parents discipline their children, it's as simple as this. If, for mm. example, I spilt something on my mum, my mum ain't got a problem with that. She'll just say, apologize that's mm. it she'll my mom will even go clean it herself she mm. there's no issue just it's just she just wants you to know exactly what you've done mm. do you get what i'm saying to prepare you for the outside world just so that there's a level of respect all of that stuff now if i was to automatically say to my mom i'm not apologizing yeah and my mom goes for a <laughs> smack 
yeah in her head that's valid that's that's valid and she's taught me a lesson mm. because in her head she's basically rewired me the way my mom used to get beats that's a rewiring 100 <laughs> percent. but she's rewired me so that next time i won't behave like that but in her head she's thinking so when you go in the outside world you won't behave like this but now i've taken that energy you gotta understand it's not only yeah that's what i'm trying to mom, say mom yeah. family has to understand you're not always going to be the victim in a situation sometimes you will be you will be the antagonizer mm. so i'm going to be in a circumstance where you've spilt something on me yeah and i'm like oh like i'm waiting for the apology because that's how it's meant to be mm-hmm. now in a world again you take away your authority uh, especially young people we don't believe in police we don't believe in calling security mm-hmm. none of that silliness yeah so i shouldn't call it silliness but none of that mm-hmm. stuff whatever yeah um who do you call when authority there's no authority and the respect that you believe is meant to be given isn't given you go for what you've been taught is the next step because by any means necessary i even need to make you apologize and what we've been taught apologizing is is understanding that that can't run again Mm. so that means now that you've disrespected me all right cool you're not going to apologize i'm going to give you a reason as to why you will not repeat this action again as to why you will not think i'm a a dickhead Mm. i'm a prick it's literally the same things that we've Mm -hmm. been shown by Mm. our parents i'm not your age mate what do, think, what do you think? What do you think? No, even I, I, you know, I fully agree with this. This is like the hierarchy that you was talking about before. Mm. But left to your own devices, you're gonna create mm. your own hierarchy. Right? Mm. You, if somebody, remember, you're not a passenger in your life, or that's how you feel. So for somebody to come to you and tell you a certain thing that you don't want to hear, mm. you remember, you're not a passenger. If somebody come to you and said, "What's, what's the t- oh, back in the day? What's the time, bro?" You can see he's got a watch and he's got a phone. What's the time? Like he's like mm. he's trying to what? You ain't, what? Let me see that watch or let me see mm-hmm. that. You gotta do something. You're not a passenger. Mm. You can't just let that happen to mm. you. So I I don't know what you if you you're not really gonna draw for words. You're not gonna try and discuss that. I don't know. Yeah. That's that that seems like it's it's setting it's, the, the response is set. And what I think is it's not only the fact that boom you get that from parents. I feel like we gotta take it even deeper than that. There are people who are getting this from like being abused by their parents bro they mm. get beat every day True. and they know that i listen when i'm at yard i don't do nothing wrong mm. but i get licks if i any time i do something wrong there are people who another thing here if you clock here your mum is the insult that made people fight the reason why yeah, is because having or t- talking bad about someone's mum is a taboo even your own mum there's people mm. in my ends who got rushed for saying that their own mum did something wrong that means we, <laughs> no, truth, not, truth, it's truth, the truth it's the truth you, you can't disrespect your own mum it's a taboo us. you're not allowed and that is part of the hierarchy that's what I'm talking about this this stuff is not a it's not a joke it's not man I'm making this up this stuff exists mm. Mm. you know what I mean and left to their own devices their violence is always going to be the top dog because if somebody can um, impose themselves on you violently and you can't do anything back they've got that power over you that's the truth that's why the police rule you or, mm. or rule whoever they rule they, they impose that violence on people and just to touch on the mum thing I think that's a, that's a massive part of it, especially the conversation because mm. I think a lot of that comes from uh, masculinity and our, our our belief that we have to protect, protect. Yeah, so so in our head, our mums are, and that's why we protect our mums so much. Our dad, in our head, they, he can look after himself. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like if you disrespect my mum, firstly, I've never, I've never known a human being like that. And secondly, I don't, subconsciously, she can't protect herself mm. physically. So I can beat you up on her behalf. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? If you disrespect my dad, I might double think it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm I like, not that I'll ever allow disrespect it's, for my dad. It's funny though for me. Like, on, sir. Oh, sorry, I'll cut you off. But <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny. I, I don't know about you, man. But for me, yeah, I'd react to someone. It's funny because you said it earlier as well. But I'd react to someone saying my mum because 
I know from a society perspective, it's disrespectful. It's That's a dis. Mm. But if I'm honest, I don't really see it as any more disrespectful as cussing my dad yeah. or my sister or anyone else. Oh, my sister, yeah. But but I'm going wild. But mm. but but it's like it, it's just because I know that in you saying my mum. You're trying to you're, you're, It's a trick. 100%. What, what are you going to say about the masculinity thing, yeah? And it also brings back to my wider point about how men's lives aren't valued. You know when you said, if my dad, okay, I felt like my dad can handle himself, but what? why do we always assume that? It's, it's because, the same thing as... It's, it's, it's like... It's like women first. Yeah, same thing as women and children first. Like, we... Our lives do not hold the same value as women and children. If we, if we look at society, like, look at any statistic you want, mm. we're more likely... Okay, I know where the perpetrators of violence, but we're also the victims of violence. Of course. I remember I was looking through data to find a country where men die before women. I couldn't find one. And I looked more than 100 countries. Um, there must be one country somewhere. It's fully historic as well, because when they will take... If they will come into your country... Sorry. If they will come into your country... They'll clap off all the firstborns. They'll clap off all the firstborns, all the men... And to be honest, they'll probably be raping the women. So yeah. like, that's integration as yeah. far as they were concerned back mm-hmm. in the day. Like they talk about, oh, this person took wives, but like call it what it was, mm-hmm. bro. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these women were not mm-hmm. it was it was it was horrible. But that's the thing, like men's lives, they were the first to go. They yeah. were expendable. That's how they're seen. And, 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 and I wanted to move on to the social media and internet effect. Like you even raised it to mm-hmm. me. I forgot to put that in my little mini breakdown that we're not even sticking to, but it's what it is. <laughs> but there's a good discussion still. Like, um, but remember when Roadman, like, like you would say, like, bad man don't go on the internet. Bad yeah. man don't do this. It's, bad whole, man don't it's do a, that. a whole different yeah. ballgame. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, <laughs> um, big up my brother Andrea, she's quite a lacquer, like, she's quite a visionary. But even in this, like, I feel like this and with how women have changed in regards to, like, um, reality TV, I felt like I've been predicting this from the jump. I said, when, I was, when Love and Hip Hop and that started popping off when I was in university, I was like, this is going to influence people. This will influence how. And that now, if you look at, like, social media now, Love the way people. The way people dress, the way people handle conflicts, mm. and I'm talking about the, the young ladies in this. Um, in, in fact, the way they talk has been completely influenced by that culture. And now, with me, I want to talk about the music, yeah, because I find it very, very irritated that people pretend that like this is as you say disingenuous conversations. Some people like we know the why the media want to pretend that the, the reason that there's violence is purely because of music. What we know is a multi-layered issue with dozens of variables. But we on the other hand have people who live in these communities, black people, you see them on social media, we want to pretend that music and social media has no impact. But it's somewhere in the middle. What I want to say is this, like, if you look at music, yeah, like, I want to use a case of, like, UK rappers, I don't want to bait people's names, yeah, because I don't want what I know in it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't want people, com- people complaining because I, I literally don't care because it's facts. If you, if you pre, like, before, what, um, what... What we base, like, you know, there's role models, and I don't really believe in role models, but we still kind of have like an idea of what is cool or what's not. Mm. And back in the days, like, we used to see like the, either the American athletes or like the American rappers, and that's why we kind of chase money and status and the rings, mm. the AVETS jackets, the big chains, the wits, because we saw these athletes or celebrities have that, and that's the status, and that's cool. Of course, yeah. And now, then when it became closer to home, like now UK rapper is proper popping and popular, but luckily now there's a, a bit more variety. Mm-hmm. When like the kind of like the trap hood rap started to become really popular, I was like, okay, this is a problem. And the reason why I said this now, because back in the days, 
I remember girls like, what, listen to UK rap? We can rap dead. Why you listen to these? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 yeah, sure. Like, 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 people, okay, people like MC in schools, but that kind of like, that kind of got seen as more younger thing, but the, but the guys loved Gram regardless, innit? Yeah, but, it wasn't, but it wasn't glamorous. It's just something that we love. Gram was local. Yeah, Gram was local. It was, it was very micro. You get the US rap, was MCing about things that you knew from Exactly. Yeah, but then, but then, but then when the UK rap scene started to get big, and this in the last like three, four, five years, and then man who, or actually, who didn't grow up and wanted to be rappers were just on ends. Maybe the big guy on ends, or they made no big guy pretending that they're that guy, and then and they're flaunting money in their videos. Like no, before the UK rap, if you're looking at old school mixtape like Holloman meets Blade, mm. Old Body, that genre, bad boy mixtapes, yeah. Like, and then if you compare it to this genre and if you look at the videos, it's completely different. Mm. Now you're seeing money being thrown, money Maseratis, quote unquote bad bees. Um, Giuseppe, 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 all the all the type of lifestyle, yeah. This has an influence, and I've seen it on my brothers, my younger brothers' generation, because now 100%. these kids are taking bigger risk, bigger risk. And as and as you said, um, with the hope and it combines with the hope thing. Now they're thinking, okay, cool. What was cool back in our days was like, okay, cool. You might have a wavy tracksuit, some nice Air Maxes. One ten is probably the most expensive trains that man ever wearing. Now one ten, that's yeah. that's the name. Or maybe, yeah, or, 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 or maybe <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't in the dance. I was a legend still. No, I wasn't. <laughs> 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 yeah. there. Or if you're really fancy. Paradas that we call Paradas, I don't know the why. Shiny ones. Yeah, yeah, remember oh, yeah, the shiny yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then some people had a couple, uh, like a chap or young chain, and then academic tracksuits, academic tracksuits, yeah. and maybe a corsa or whatnot. Yeah. Now it's true though, <laughs> but but, but if man had a wavy corsa, that was a big thing. Now the bigger the risk, the bigger the obviously the um, the bigger the risk you take, the bigger the price. Yeah. yeah. Now what these kids want is trainers that cost four or five bills. Rolex watches that are grands. Uh, I'm seeing 18, 90 years. Even in my brother's uni, yeah, they're driving big boy whips, uh, two litre whips. Like me, I'm thinking I can't afford. And I've got. I've got. Even know about Canada Goose if it weren't for certain rappers. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Man, man, man are wearing jackets that cost eight bills. Man are driving cars that are thirty. Cars that men that have been working from sixteen. They're now in their thirty, forty. They think, okay, cool. Now I can afford this within the realms of my family what? budget and. I can afford this watch and within the realms of my family budget. These kids want it now. Yeah. They want it now. And to say that music hasn't got impact yet, yeah, when you yourself will be tweet, oh, when I'm sad, I listen to Jane Aiko. Or, <laughs> or oh, Bruno Mars makes me, there's Bruno no, Mars lift my mood. Bro, there's no pedo music. There's no pedo music. Mm. Everyone knows it. If there was any pedo song, say, there's no pedo music. If, if there was a pedo song, everyone in this room would go mad for me. So if someone came in here and said, I'm a rapper, my chosen subject is a <laughs> rapper about pedophilia. Fam, you, you'd probably smack him straight away. Yeah, yeah. That ham sandwich culture, they, they might do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't like, they might dare on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> You get where I'm coming from, <laughs> yeah. it, like, yeah. you, you can't say it's not. And, part and, of and, and, and now, now we've got drill, yeah, which is basically glorified war cries, yeah. <laughs> 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 Hey, I love the way you British. I'm not blocking that. Don't laugh, bro. They're basically recording Warcry war cries on MP3 and they slap it on and they slap it on SoundCloud. That's what. Uh, but real talk, that's what it is, yeah. You're not lying. And, and that's what it is. And so if and, and if you look at and that's what I really I really avoided drawing. And I'm even I'm I'm trying to unlearn rap. But some certain rappers, yeah, because too wavy. Drill's yeah, amazing. yeah. I can't like Joe's amazing. No, I, 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 I can't li- I can't listen to Joe because the content of it is too much. Because like but the thing. It's real life. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. It's, it's, okay, and and and, and also, I think it I think this good. is the problem. Man, just it, cut me off, family. You dumb. This is my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the problem is, is that 
I hear you that it's real life, but it's real life stupidity, and it's real life stupidity that is so normalized. Like the the thing about music here. Yeah, and it's funny because as a kid, like your, I, I don't know about you, lots parents, but my parents were, were very like, "Oh, you should listen to this and, and that type of thing." And like, it's now that I'm older that I'm appreciating why they might have said that because you're a lot, you're putting yourself in a space, you're putting your, your whole mind. spirit, mm-hmm. your mind yeah, in a particular zone. And like, I can say obviously I've been listening to rap, hip hop, all of that since since I was a child, literally mm-hmm. since I was like five, six. So for the for for. 20 plus years and the idea of someone getting shot the idea of someone getting stabbed the idea of all these things is so normalized and the funny thing is is that i, I remember I, I used to work in the city and I, um one of my colleagues used to live my, my, my the estate that i grew up on has been gentrified now so it's got all these nice new buildings and he lived in one of the nice new buildings in it so i used to drop him home and in the car, he's like, he's he's half English, half Malaysian. His dad owns an oil rig. Like, he's, hey, he's one of them type of youth, yeah. And yeah. every time he was in my car listening to the, to the music, he was always like, what the fuck? Because I'm, this is stuff that I'm used to, but it's people talking about stabbing people, it's people talking about shooting people, it's people talking about, people talking about the wildest things, which mm. to me are so completely normalised. And and I guess the point that I'm making is that that then translates into real life. Again, like I said, because now when, that guy, when that guy did what he did, to be honest, I'm saying it like it's a big thing. He basically robbed me of £40. He was supposed to give me 80 he gave me 40 but he came with a bag of man. I wanted to stab him for that. Mm. Why? Because... All right, yeah, there was what was happening in the ends as well. But on top of that, like from what I've been listening to, to it's in music, everywhere around you, it's your like, environment, it's normalized. Like if if there's a problem, someone's got to die. That's a ridiculous as notion. Were, as men were problem solvers as well, so mm. you you do say to yourself, well, what other options are there? Because mm. things such as uh, if I go to the police, it's, it's deemed as as. That's, that's not an it's, option. It's almost deemed as more evil than stabbing someone. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about. I'm oh, gonna talk. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about. Um, I'm gonna talk about the, the relationship between and um, what's it called? Um, stop and search. But yeah, go on. So back on. The, wait, did you have something more to say? No, no, no. Yeah, go um, on. Back on the the subject of music, I think, especially with me growing up, and uh, if anyone that's listening, that was that was from the whole um, grey versus green, or or East London and mm. North London and whatever. Um, everything was documented in music. Like yeah, everything and I forget it was like a music. It was, it was it was documented in music videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I only knew where certain people lived because I'd watch a music video, yeah, and yeah, yeah. this area was outside this guy's house in the music video. Mm. And um, I remember the way that it impacted me the most was a, a friend of mine that I lost. I heard his name in a song, and it was from the people of the area that had done it. And they were boasting about it in the tune, basically mm. saying, "Oh, mm. like, um, da 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 da." And we're gonna get, we're gonna get his little brother and make his mum cry. And um, I remember the automatic reaction from our era was, "We're not making a song." Like, anyways, yeah. Mm. But um, so we always saw music as a documentation of yeah. real life. So see, see, that's that's why see, see, this, this, this is why. Like, I think you tweet. I think it might have been you who tweeted it. Like, you don't mind drill from the rapper's perspective, if that's the life they live, because they're talking about their lifestyle. My problem with this type of music here is that people turn it into banter. So I'm on social media, yeah, yeah, and people are like, oh, this artist said this is so poetic. But I'm like, bro, man is talking about 
taken a blade and inserted it to another yeah, person's yeah. neck. Yeah. And like, and the reason why I hate it so much is because there was, there was, we, we all remember the big case. I think it was either last year or the year before where one rapper okay some pe- people took some some of a uh, rapper x chain gave it to rapper y who's in some form of conflict with both rapper with the with rapper x he boasted about it and then if you open your social media i this is when i was like enough's enough yeah yeah because this is real life ish yeah because obviously we're from northwest so we yeah, know yeah. the documentation between the These jihad areas, between yeah. the two areas and it's not a joke because people bodies have dropped yeah, yeah. on either yeah. side yeah and people who have no... Some of them have lived this life, have no... But most of them have no idea about what this life is. Well, like, if X doesn't do this, he's this. Oh, X won't do this. And, and, and then they'll... Call them stupid and, 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 and the thing is, they'll throw, they'll throw memes, they'll run yeah, a joke. Yeah. But this is... These, this is a young man's life that you're talking 100%, 100%. about. A young man's life. And this is why it's a problem. Because if this, this type of stuff is glorified, it further perpetuates the ideology that our lives do not or do not hold equal value. And and this is why it is a big problem. A big, big problem. Because they're like, oh, like there's, there's accounts called Exposing Gangs. Why are you following it? Why are you retweeting it? I hate that shit. I hate it. I blocked I it straight. I one more than the one with the little kids, like when they got the little kids doing like a back chat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you oh, have 13 year old, I hate that. But I hate, I hate the other because one. Because you're, glor- yeah. you're, glor- you're glorifying it. You're glorifying it. It's like, boom, you, something happens to you, yeah? Or so, something happens Sorry. to someone, your your, your family, your, your bridging or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah? Something happens mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Not only is it happening to you, what it is now, is man are recording it happen to you. Man are posting it on the net with your name. And they're posting it in a place where all of the gangs in yeah, the ends are looking to see what violation happened to you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's too much. And it's some, so some so like, so this is this is where I feel like obviously we um, as a society we need to take we need to take responsibility yeah because I remember I shout out my boy my boy Anton aka Fred yeah mm. he said why is it us and he talked about like the London community why is it us that are ent- we derive entertainment from discussing violence? I think what he's saying. It's the only thing in the pod I've disagreed with. I think just when you're in an area, you only see what's happening in your area. Okay, so like, see, 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 see. No, I think we do that. I just don't think it's secluded to us. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so what I'm saying is that, okay, cool. Like, because I, I listen to rap music. No, I agree with the fact that we do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that what he's saying is, I'm disagreeing with him. Okay, but in in, in, in the commercial industry, at the, they, w- w- okay, do we chart? Are we charting for our, our other music genres charting? Their biggest stars are talking about these type of subjects. Cardi B. She's a rap. It's the same industry. Oh, I thought you meant London. I thought you were just talking. Oh, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm talking about, I'm talking about oh, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and and t- when you think about it, that's madness. No, that is madness. Because our lives, you understand, when you're, when you're genuinely, you, regardless, or depending on what industry it is, our, our lives are, are devalued based on what we're talking about. So, and they love, and this is my problem. This is, this is my point. Like, no, no, but I think it's more... I think something that I've been realising recently is a lot of times the, the audience that are buying it aren't as in love with the victims, but they're more in love with the idea that they could be the suspect. So, for example, when 50 Cent was going to number one and selling 10 million yeah. copies, what they said was at that time, I think the, the percentage was something like 70 or 80% of of rap of gangster rap music at that time was being bought by middle class white people mm-hmm. and I, I don't this is my opinion I don't think they were sitting there thinking oh black people are dying mm. I think they were sitting there singing along like I could be that guy I don't think that's why for example when gigs came along to me gigs was the most amazing thing to happen to UK rap for me when yeah, I was growing yeah, up because I, I, I never experienced someone speaking the, like literally in facts like I'm talking like when gigs yeah, for, when, when Talking the Hardest came out 
Other people were in love with the flow. Some people were in love with like like certain lines. I was in love with a man gave me manuals. I remember um, when Talking the Hardest came out, yeah, and he said, yeah, flip it like a quarter of a brick, bag twenty eight with a thought of a jib. <laughs> to me, I was sitting there like I've never heard anyone, <laughs> anyone. I've heard for the last ten years. I've heard I've heard Jaja Souls and 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 flipping Loki talking about saving the world and and penguins and whatever. And then for the first time, I've heard someone that speaks like us. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. literally, is well. is not just documenting it. And I think that's where I learned that when you document things, regardless of regardless if I could understand the exact weight that he's yeah. referring to, I could accept this guy as, oh my days, this is, he's one of one us. Of and that's why yeah. him, he was, he, sorry, sorry, to, sorry. To, no, 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 I was quite, there was you almost a pandemonium of him. And that's why I say you can, you cannot deny influence because how many of us have literally sat in our rooms, been angry. So of course, like the anger might come from prior to the music. Something's mm. happened at, at school when you was a kid and, and you're sitting, you're looking in the mirror talking about, I'm going to beat this guy up. I remember Giggs had a lyric about it, talking about like when he's in the mirror and he's, he's thinking about one, mm. two, or, like he's going to he's gonna beat someone up or whatever. How many of us sat there and we need pumping up? So it's not always we just get the influence from the music, but we cannot deny that the music can rile us up because how many times are people like, oh, when I listen to Giggs, it makes me mad angry. I want to ride out. Mm. And I'm not saying... I'm not his this isn't me saying oh the music has to stop or this has this isn't me saying the music is the cause of everything but this is genuinely me saying how can you deny any form of influence it's, yeah. I think the people that deny the influence are the people that have never experienced it because yeah, me personally I can say to you alright cool I'll be real we've me and my friends have uh, how do I say this in the most um, politically correct way me and my friends have gone on adventures <laughs> to have altercations with <laughs> other people while listening to S Club 7 in the car. Like, genuinely, like, old school S Club 7, like, don't suck, never give up. But then well, jumped out of the car, people, jumped out of the car on violence, yeah. regardless, yeah? So I'm not, I can't sit here and lie to you and say, oh, you need music for no. all of that stuff. But it has, because, it play, it's available. But, but I'll be real with you. I've listened to gigs, or not even, so I shouldn't say gigs, car, car gigs, that's an influential brother, mm. you know what I'm saying? That like he's, he's turned the negative into a positive, so God bless that man. But I have listened to certain songs that aren't gigs, that are other people, and heard them talking about, uh, if I do this, da, 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 da. and a lot of people have said, and I'm sorry, I thought about, okay, that's the way I'm going to attack certain man. Mm. A lot of people, I've heard people say like, oh, if you get influenced by, by crowd talk, then it's because you're weak. Bruv, yes, a lot of these kids are weak, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, and, 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 yeah, first of all, I, I, I don't think it's weak. I think it's reinforcement of something that's around you every day. Yeah, exactly. so, if, so if you're in an environment that's all around you, yeah, but look, my, my problem is that I really want people to pay attention because you also, we all have a role to play in the society mm. because if, like, if society heralds one thing, if all of us in society heralds one thing, it will, it will change people's behaviours, yeah? I, like, before, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to t take money out of the artist's pocket because I'm actually loving the fact that these young brothers have now got an outlet and they're not actually still doing what some of them are, but some like this is an opportunity for them to stop doing their things. But there's also there's a difference between artists that are documenting their lifestyle and like if you look at if you look, for example, let me get an artist I really love, Rich Free Two, yeah. Mm, he's lived British. he's 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 lived yeah. a certain lifestyle and he's documented it. But it's not in a sense where he's glamorizing yeah. that truth. like in fact he's making it seem like it was a struggle exactly. and he's escaped. Exactly. This 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 drill move, this war cry music here, yeah, people can't like people taking it for banter, but it's not banter because these are actually documenting the crud that they've done and no, the crud that they've done they literally say that it's scoreboards like they literally yeah, say that and, 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 it's, and it's kind of from like the drill music in, in, in Chicago where they, they might have shootouts and they tally the score this is not a, these are people's lives uh, but I, I, and, and for me this is the thing about it as well is that 
when I say it glorifies it, like obviously when you put something down in music, you kind of immortalize it, and you yes. s- and mm. you not just immortalize it, you send it out to to a massive audience. Like I, I remember, it really hit me one time. I can't remember the name of the song, but Kojo said something like "Free Simi gave him three five years and mm. and I just remember when I was hearing it, like how. Because that, that line stuck in my head. I don't even know who this Siri U is or what he's done, if that's even what is, um, if I'm even pronouncing it properly. But clearly he's got 35 years for doing something mad. But he's going to be that guy in, in his wing because Kojo shouted him out. And people are going to be listening to, like, I feel like young kids might be listening to that. Like, this is what's, this is what's glorified. This is, this is what's, What's being exported out of this is this guy's famous for want of a better term, yeah. yeah. And it's like I think as you're talking about scoreboards and this, that and the it's 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 almost like people are people are people are using people are using music to display trophies of violence for want of a better term. And these and and everyone aspires for a trophy, innit? Like everyone aspires for a trophy. And when you've got nothing and people are able to boast or or whatever about these trophies of violence, that's something that someone might now aspire to because it's a trophy. They've got no hope. And and, and they've seen the net result of that trophy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Before you go on here, um, I remember you said that you wanted to touch like on the internet. In fact, no, I'll let you speak. You know what I'm talking about. I was going to say, just pretty much like, I get the whole, so sort of like where, where you... Say I'm getting a bit tongue-tied, but where you was coming from, mm. I understand that the bit I think I disagree with is more towards. Say, can you just repeat it for me one more time? Just I, the way. I, 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 I guess what 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 I was trying to say is that certain times when you hear it in music, and I, I'm 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 not taken away from people, the artists who say it. Mm. I'm just saying that when when you've made something a trophy, and you've immortalized it, and you've made it popular, you've made it famous for mm. doing crud. That's something that others can, take can it, aspire yeah. towards because again when you're coming from a hopeless situation that is something and that appears to be a very big thing but in the context of life again as an older man now that works i know how retarded it is yeah no i fully get that i think the the part i, I was gonna kind of make a comment towards or disagree mm. with it might be the part about trophies and it's more sort of like to add a bit of nuance to it I understand where in in a certain situation, I understand why a man might speak about something that he's done mm, as mm. a trophy. Like we've touched on this throughout the podcast. He he feels that he's um sort of judged by his masculinity, mm. by the things that he's done. He might not he might be trying to avoid X and Y happening mm. in the future. I get that side. I feel like when it turns mad is when men are boasting about what they're doing to people who aren't involved in the, the slightest. Yes, yes. In the slightest. Like that's yeah. a, to me, that's another story entirely. That's I've got no, absolutely no issue with one man saying, I've got beef with this man, I did this to this yeah. one. Personally, that's their business, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't feel that's like it should own, be in yeah. the charts and all that shit, but, but cool, that's if their own, man yeah. are buying it, man are buying it, you can't really do anything about it. The thing I wanted to touch on with how the internet has changed things is like, back in the day, there used to be sort of a thing like, it, there, there was even a running joke. I'm sure you lot all must have heard of this. You was you was either an internet guy, a normal guy, or you was a road guy. That's yep, how fact, people yep. used to see it. Yep. But now everyone stuff. is the internet guy. It's like yeah. the space is shared. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And it becomes this kind of thing where people who are not involved, they've got it's almost perverted. They've got this perverted lust for it. Where it's like before, it, like do you know what you said. It, it kind of linked into why I said how we've 
people have gone glorified. I remember there was one day on social media, yeah, where I just had to log off because I didn't want to start cussing people's mums really because mm. I was that infu- I was I was I was that I don't and I don't get I don't get triggered on Twitter. It's very mm. difficult to trigger me. Like I only get triggered by football tweets, and mm. that's what. But this actually triggered me because I thought it was disgusting. Yeah, there were people talking about like growing up. The topic was growing up and the end you're in. And then people are like, yeah, and my ends this, and and I know. Do you know what you know for facts that these people are not involved in any form of crud, not a single decimal, in fact, not even a single basis point, yeah, in, in on their crud radar. There's no crud whatsoever. Crud free, vegan crud, no crud, yeah, <laughs> no, no, big man thing. Crud free, vegan crud, yeah. How does your brain work like this, bro? But. They were like, yeah, I remember. And you know, they're just telling tales of somebody I else, somebody else, somebody yeah. else. But, and it was to get cool points. And it was to get cool points. And that is, and, and to me, that is perverted mm. because this is, these are real life young men, some with mental issues, some, and like, I'm pretty sure if I ask all four of you, and, you and, and talk about mental health, said, can yeah, you imagine? Yeah, yeah but, but like, that, that's one of our podcasts because, yeah. yeah, but like, I, I say to, I always say to people when I really want them to know the magnifier how much of a problem this is. Any like black brother in London, ask them. Do you know somebody has who has gone to jail or know of somebody? Of like almost everybody I've yeah. has said yes. Do you know somebody who's ever been stabbed or shot? Yeah. They say yes. Do you know somebody who's actually done the stabbing or shooting? They say yes. Yeah. That is how big of an issue it is, and people are using it for cool points. Yeah. That is perverted. That is disgusting. That's evil. But go back. Go back on to. Yeah, you know what? Just uh, even to shut that down as well. It's like we're we're not really attacking that at the source. I know like this is some next stuff as well. Yeah, mm. but like the youth are not really bringing guns into the ends. They're not doing stabbing. At you know all, what I mean? It's man. like yeah. you you give them these tools, bro, and you add to everything else that we've discussed over mm. the, the they're going to use the it podcast. This is where you're going to end up, and that's what I was trying to say. You know what I mean? Like, this is where. She and, 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 and I think I think bef- I'm not sure if he discussed it on the podcast or was it before the podcast where where like the danger of like when you said there's no hope and then we talk about like you feel that and you said that oh and Eric said that um, in the situation I can't even have a discussion with you because it's not a situation where we can have a discussion because that's not going to run I'm going to have to do something. Mm. That's the problem where if you live in these environments, yeah, some kids and men are carrying certain um, objects because they feel like they need to for protection mm. but the problem is yeah why it's a catch-22 is that even carrying is a danger because it's not only a danger to you to the other person it's a danger to you why is it a danger to you if like let's say you, let's say it's me and i'm carrying a knife yeah and i get into altercation with, with, with nigo and i actually have no intention of using this but nigo but nigo knows that i've got a knife on me and he and, and he thinks i'm going to use it and he has his knife on him so he uses it in, in turn mm. That's why it's dangerous. That's why they... And another point is that at the same time, I might have the knife again and I'm, in, and I'm just carrying it for protection. But me and he get into a scuffle and, 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 I, and I just just use it without even... And I had no intention of using it. But because it's on me and it's kind of a flat or fight moment, I just use it. And this is one of the big... This is a very, very big problem. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get onto the stop and search thing because it's, it got, like, it got like a, into a big debate. I'm not the biggest fan of stop and search. I know there's... Um, and, uh, and, so, and, and I've got some friends who are quite rational and they, and they threw this argument. Shout out my boys. Um, they know who they are. They shout out this argument to me. And that's not what I'm saying. Like, I understand they said, but surely if you can take one knife off the street... That could potentially say something. I said, I, I, yes, I understand that. But 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 the problem is, yeah, yeah. But, but the problem is, if you if you look at the stop and searches, they barely, in terms of a, on a quantitative basis, yeah, they do not. Um, they're more you're less likely to take away a knife, and this is the problem, yeah, because of how it's implemented and who it's implemented by. 
the actual net outcome is minimal impact on in terms of like <clears throat> taking knives from the street. And they don't really go to the area where just where the real where the real man them are doing this. They don't stop and search in them estates. They don't go to them estates. Stop the, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, they do, and this leads to them in t- in in turn. Um, what's called exalt um, what's, um omitting racial prejudices. Mm. Yeah, where I like I've never car- okay, um, I've not done any sort of crud in my life. Yeah, I like I've done. Rewording was mad. Rewording was mad. I've never. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, trying to get sponsored this year. Yeah, Yeah, like so. I've I've not been. I've not gone to a police station. I've not actually had been in any form of trouble yeah mm. thankfully even though some of the areas are thankfully i have not i've been and it's, and this has happened when in in the time of my life when i was even extremely less likely because this happened a lot in my uni age and afterwards where i've even gone out away from that environment i've been stop and search in all types of attire well, i'm talking i'm talking long coat suit tight briefcase broad daylight stop and search tracksuit stopped and searched one time yeah in Birmingham yeah where they put like I remember this day clearly it was the day of the World Cup 2010 Uruguay smacked up a team yeah Man, 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 man's, man, man's dropping I'm dropping my boy at station yeah because they all came to my yard in Birmingham Uni to watch the game but anyway, I'm wearing shorts um, house slippers yeah and a big purple puffer jacket from flipping H&M yeah I remember it so clearly so man's just in the train station and then Joe I don't know I swear this like no one women say intuition I don't believe them but I swear when I saw people coming I just knew they were police I don't know how yeah, yeah, yeah. probably just lucky guess I don't believe that intuition issue yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what the hell are you wearing I'm searching for the disrespect yeah but I wore like an outfit man man just, man just threw on the jacket just to walk my boy station there. and all, all I had was my keys my phone and like £2.50 for a young chicken and chips yeah, yeah, yeah. so plain clothes came in first and then armed police came in like stop stop and then I was like okay well, why are you coming to us to go there's been a robbery and they stole jewellery I was like do you think if we just stole jewelry, yeah, we'll be chilling in Sally Oak Station like this with no bags? Where's the jewelry? Yeah. Do we inhale it in our nose? Like, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And they said, like, oh, but the it was four IC3. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, so they said a six foot four you in a purple jacket or whatever. Anyway, we're getting searched as usual. And like, this is like the 10th time in, like, in that term, yeah? yeah. And then, bear in mind, I've been searched. This is the key. I've been searched. Yeah. And, and one of my other boys have been searched. Then this guy, he points like a long bit of them Call of Duty straps where you prestige yeah, two times over yeah, yeah. into my face. And he's like, put your hand, take your hands out of your pocket because my default pose back there was put my hands out of my pocket. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, you're making me nervous. And seeing me, I've got a slick mouth, even in danger. I was like, I'm armed with a mobile phone, £2.50 in my house keys. You've got a big ass gun. How the hell am I making you nervous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're laughing now, but that could have easily been me. Yeah, that could have been. Lucky this is England, not yeah, America. Yeah, bro, that could have that easily, that that easily been. Bruv, in, in, in LA, bruv, they were following us at night. I can't lie. I was bare shook. I came to LA for, for, for Shubs and I'm about to die. But, like, yeah. back to the point that. They, the police with their stop and search like we're 400% more likely to get stop and search and that, and that does not like, we're not 400% more likely than other people to commit crime yeah. that, that, that mathematical discrepancy for, is, is insane me, no, 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 before let me no, no, finish yeah so stop and search basically disenfranchises us the community and the police yeah, yeah. so when as you said you're going to talk about that the no snitching type of stuff when actual madnesses happen the police often is the very last place we go Whereas mm. they are actually our parents and us now as men, we pay tax for them to help protect, protect us, and govern yeah. our areas. Yeah. But when you've got these type of policies, 
all it does is further pushes, <laughs> makes a, make make a them versus us scenario yeah. for the sake of what? And I, I know uncles that get stopped and searched. What are you stopping such yeah, uncles for? Like, go on. Yeah, I think if you don't, if you if you fail to dismantle prejudice, regardless of people talking about if you retrain police officers or whatever, whatever if you fail to dismantle pre- prejudice as as a general generation thing, then it's impossible for something like stop and search to be effective in any community. Mm-hmm. So you understand naturally. For example, uh, uh, I. I've got um, a lyric in one of my things where I'm like, we might be the only race to get scared when we see someone that looks like us. And that, that lyric more came from being a younger kid and remember having the feeling of walking past white kids or Asian kids and never feeling any, mm. sort, of, any sort of worry. Anything. And mm. then walking past black kids and thinking to myself, oh shoot, like this might be I'm in danger. Fam, I remember, I, I, like I, black- I remember times I've walked through like a big batch of, I remember this in Burn, I walked through a big batch of like white brothers, yeah? And I had my headphones on, I had... But I put touch. I was just walking yeah, through. Yeah. Then there was a batch of Somalian youths. I put my music down, so I was like, okay, cool. I'd need to be what? But like, it's just subconscious. But yeah, yeah go on. In the back of my head, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, regardless of the fact that they, they, they can see all the other people walking towards them, in my head, I'm thinking they can only see me. Um, and it's, only, it's, it's almost like we're in our own world. And that's something we had to unlearn, even as we're admitting in this room amongst yeah, young sure. black young black boys so how much more people that don't actually get to engage with our community so then when you when you have that as an issue and something that needs to be unlearned you have that you have that multiplied by a hundred with these police officers that see us in in hoods or whatever see the guy standing next to us that actually might have an actual gun on him you know them you know like obviously Mm. ham sandwich culture they walk around with shotguns and that so like they might have that but they've they've subconsciously learned through their favourite rapper who says power or whatever that oh. as young um, black boys we, we tend to carry these things mm. or whatever 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 and not and fail to understand that although their favourite white artist is talking about um, stabbing people a hundred times and literally the dancing in, in their in their concert as they call it mosh pitting is just punching each other in the face mm. they fail to see that as a violent crime because they've seen violence because uh, they've seen that as this is normalised culture mm. this is mm-hmm. obviously their culture is like, you know, rock music and ketchup. So a lot of times <laughs> a lot a lot of times oh my God. a lot of times he said ketchup. A lot of, <laughs> sorry, I forgot salad cream. But a lot of times you ketchup see <laughs> a lot of times you see a lot of times and this is just human, you see violence as what you don't understand. Mm. So when people say for example, oh our our black music is just talking about violence, but then you listen to to us um Slipknot or, or all yeah, of these mm. all of these men there talking about they're talking about they they literally say they're gonna bring the devil down mm. to kill you. Do you know what I'm saying? When they talk about breakups, they don't see us we, we just call Bow Wow and boys to men and say, Yo, I beg man jump in the studio and cry for a couple minutes. <laughs> them man are like, I need to kill my ex because I'm ve-. like them man there, they go in on some yeah. but because to them it's like, well, we understand it. Do you know they don't understand us. But because they don't they can't comprehend us. For example, that's why for example you you'll be talking to a police officer calmly and they're like um could you stop could you stop yeah, getting excited getting so, yeah, could yeah, you yeah. stop getting in my face whereas whereas someone that looks more like them and is a bit more like them in in terms of how they, they interact that person that could be angry and I, i've always i've, I've always said i've no, i've always said you deem someone's tone on passion or anger depending on if you understand it yeah so if you understand it when you're shouting at me for example if you lots were to shout at me about how um, you think Wenger is a terrible manager, 
I won't think, bro, why are they shouting at me? I'll be like, yeah, he's kind of horrendous. <laughs> but then if you man was to start, start shouting at me about how bad the French system is with dealing with economics and that, I'd think, raw. This is mad violent like, <laughs> because I can't I can't comprehend where that's coming from and that's the biggest issue regardless of how you're talking I don't know where it could lead to and I don't know the intentions of your volume mm. so in my head I'm looking at it is like okay he's raising his voice a bit mm. I've never really I've never really engaged with his culture so when people are like we're in a multicultural society firstly that's bull do you know what I'm saying and, and I, multicultural people in one society yeah, yeah do you know what I'm saying hundred percent so I think until you have a generation where we can fully comprehend each other's cultures and cultures is not just hey man I heard you black people dance like cultures is genuinely being able to understand that the reason why young black kids are excelling faster than white kids isn't because black kids are being given more time based on the fact that they're minorities it's the fact that back back home in culture we're being taught that education is everything Mm. and little Johnny is being told that he's going to be a mechanic when he turns 42 do you know what I'm saying like that's what we deem as culture culture is being is genuinely understanding that even our parents speak louder than than us in general than everyone to be fair when, like, for example you're, you're on the bus and you, you see like we will laugh off we'll see like a, an, an old black lady with her yeah, phone yeah. shouting in the phone but not even putting the ear part yeah, to her yeah. ear and we'll just laugh it off because we understand it yeah. whereas other people might look at it as like she's being disrespectful mm. so uh, until I can't condone stop and search because I can't condone something that gives anyone power that they don't know how to comprehend. A great man once said, rest in peace, Uncle Ben, with great power, Spider-Man, with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah, One of the greatest mans to ever live, rest in peace to Ben. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Bro, but yeah. bro, 100% agree with that. And just to add to it, I feel like, even when you, when it comes to like the inception of Stop and Search, I feel like it's it's based in a perception that like black boys or young black boys are dumb and they're just gonna carry their knife. They'll get, a, knife or they'll they'll get a girl to gun. hold it, bro. They will do anything. They will do anything. But but so would anyone else. That's the mm. thing. It's, it's it's not it's not even special, bro. If somebody was looking for you, holding a weapon, you would just get someone else to hold it. You'd bury it. You'd do this. You'd do that. And that's the thing. It's not. You can't just take it for what it is. Like they're just. Um, looking for black guys if you get what yeah. I mean they're literally like looking for the black guys who are going to stand on the corner with the thing it's mm, like exactly, ticking a yeah. box it's like mm. box ticking how can feds have fucking targets bro because as I said incentive drives behaviour if you know you're meant to mm. search X amount of people you're going and then you're going to search X amount of people right. not just to not because you believe okay cool this is effective policy okay cool I think no because you've got a target a uh, quota to hit but go on but also I think I think the other thing as well about stop and search my, the two things that I wanted to say is one I know that to this day whenever I see police I'm nervous facts and facts like I do, even it's funny yesterday or two days ago I was coming home from work I'm in a suit I'm on the train I walked past two feds and immediately I was nervous bro when I walk past it's feds here with my headphones on I, I pause it just in case they call me because I'm thinking rah yeah, the man call me I don't hear it's, and I'm it's, walking away they might think it's a bad thing and, 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 I don't want to get tased and, 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 and it's, it's, it's crazy it's, it's crazy it's, it's so ironic because these are the people that are supposed to be protecting us but i genuinely feel under threat and i genuinely feel nervous every time i see or i am around police officers and then the other thing is about stop and search is that at the end of the day yeah i don't feel like stop and search is whilst it may have its effectiveness 
I don't really want to go into that. I don't really think it's really looking at the root of, of the, the issues. issues. Well, at the end of the day, it's just a surface level. It's kind of, it, you're trying to take, let me put it this way, you're trying to take knives and guns off the street rather than trying to stop people. Wanting from, to take knives and guns in the or, first place. And trying to murder people. And it's like, mm. really, when, when all of the, I think what kind of pisses me off, especially like when I hear it in the news or politicians and so on and so forth, they'll always talk about stop and search. They always talk about um, longer sentences. They always talk about these punitive things without without really thinking, no, really the issue is that all these kids want to murder each other. Well, I was going to go, well, before I go, I wanted to, like, to close it to talk about the solution because I, like, I like to mm. be quite well-rounded and not just complain about and talk about the badness. But as before we go on and before you hit, um, before Errol speaks, yeah, what you said is so true because my personal belief here, this is my personal belief, when it comes to race, especially with black people, the wider community don't they don't give they don't give don't, a flying fuck. Um, they don't they don't give a flying fuck. And, and to be fair to them, and, should, and and the reason and ask me how do I know? Look, we've been experiencing these issues for decades, yeah. Like the school issue for decades. Like all the data shows that we've been experiencing these issues, and it make it marginally better depending on how you want to do your mm. spreadsheet, really and truly. If you care about these issues, like it's either they don't give a damn or they don't understand the issue or a mixture of both. And when something bad happens and it hits the news, they throw out like a little, like a dangle, a little carrot. And it's like, it's propaganda to me. It's like, oh, like even like, for example, like with to like, like pay gap issues. Okay, we're going to make, um, there's pay gap. But they don't understand the difference in pay gap, equal pay. But oh, we're just going to make everyone show how much you pay. It's just kind of like a ridiculous, it's not, it's not, helping, it's not actually going at the root of the issue. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, if you have like an ingrown hair and you just, okay, I'm just going to cut it. If you're not going to take, sort out the actual ingrown hair, the, the, the issue at the root, uh, it's going it's to replicate itself. So, but yeah, go on. I was, I was thinking, so the same thing you're talking, solutions. Like, they tried that, um, I don't know the name of the campaign, but when they had that whole Sadiq Khan thing and they was trying to... Mm-hmm. Sadiq Khan's a bloody uh, waste man for that. Sadiq Khan's a flipper but, waste man for that. Did you not see the thing today, though, when they, they had some address, they, they were addressing each other in the town hall or something, the London town hall, and then... Um, there's, there's a guy, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't know who he is. He's a black guy, he's addressing Sadiq Khan, and he said, can you guarantee that young black boys will not be like tar- primarily targeted by stop- the stop and search um, laws that you're trying to bring in? And my man said something about like, oh, Sadiq Khan said something like, um, yeah, there's this many knives and we aim to take knives off the street. And then my man said, all right, cool. Um, do you want me to ask you the question again so you get a chance <laughs> yeah. to do you know what I mean like and it, t- it got to the point where Sadiq Khan goes I'm the mayor I answer questions how I want to answer questions uh, yeah because he's not guaranteeing that because he, he can't he can't it's can't. impossible fam the law that he wants to bring in can and will be misused by people who want to misuse it and mm. when you're sorry do you want to... no no do it and I think when you're in that world when you see things from top down and you, you can't you can't actually connect with human beings in your head it's, it's all about targets so what he's seen as He's seen as okay. There's been this many knife crimes. There's mm. been uh, this many people stabbed. So okay, like if I do the maths, if I take all those knives off, then people won't get stabbed. Regardless of the fact that a lot of these times, the, the knives that people are finding, they're not telling you. They, these aren't all samurai swords. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what time are people getting stabbed? It's, it's mum's yeah. knife in the kitchen. Mm. So you take it off, man. Man's going home and getting another. One. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, if I, okay, okay, okay. You take all knives on the road. Okay, cool. I'll use a pole. Yeah, but but, but you know what? That, it's not necessarily what, what you're saying is so is so like accurate because. Wait, do you mind if I just say one more line? Yeah, go on. It's not necessarily no. the weapon. It's it's the intention of why yeah, you want exactly. the weapon in the first place. Exactly. The weapon is just an accessory. It's, a, yeah. it's an accessory to your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sorry, go on. Is that the the sad thing is that at the end of the day, the people that are. The, the institutions that are called to solve these problems have short-term targets. At the end mm. of the day, 
um, Sadiq Khan has eight years or however long he's got as a mayor. A prime minister has eight years or how like people have short term targets mm. and they don't really have they they don't get as you were talking about um opportunity not opportunity costs incentivized behaviour. Mm. At the end of the day, they're incentivized to deal with the problem here and now on a on a surface level mm. and not to deal with it on a root level. No, I won't only say we deal. I'll say it will look like you deal with it look because like because as a yeah. politician, really and truly, people forget that these men don't work for free. It's not it's, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not that, like they're they're out here in parliament working free is a career. But, so. Yeah, Exactly. So, and, so and the, your, your personal your personal career is gonna have its personal senses, and that's gonna that's gonna over naturally is gonna override anything else. But and, and this is my point. Sadiq Khan is is like let, let's use him as an example. He's judged by Same the way. metrics of how many people are stabbed mm. a year in London, and as long as that number looks too high, there's a problem for him. Yeah, he can be doing all he can. To, to, to change things from the root but if the number looks bad he's out of a job he's out of a job so because of that in terms of the way like I guess those with the the institutions with the power to change it so whether that's the police whether that's um, government politicians and so on and so forth their their incentives and their um target measures are always very mm. short-term based and i think that has real issues in terms of dealing with the deeper underlying problems yeah but for like what i want to say is that and i think that's where this is an issue for the everyday man and this is where we need to take some responsibility and accountability is that 100%. we need to understand that our politicians might not know everything and they might not be able to solve something in one day it might take 20 years or so or something. But the thing is, because they know they can't tell us that, we'll see that as incompetence mm. and they're not, they're not on job, we won't vote for them. So, for example, like, in terms of, like, there's a problem where in London and Reading and Slough, you, you get much more, you, you're paid way more than anywhere else. And the governments have been trying to do all types of measures, economists are trying to work, and right now they don't actually know how to solve this issue. Like, I was at a spe- um, in LSE and they were like, they, we don't know how to solve it. Um, who's Theresa May or Jeremy Corbyn or oh, what's that other oh, Lib Dem guy I forgot his name yeah Sir something something uh, Vince Cable Vince Cable he can't say that oh you guys in Stoke I don't know how to up your wages we don't we don't know yet but we're going to try they can't say that they because we won't respect it and that's and that is a problem as us as a people that we want things to be solved quickly and another problem is that it kind of reminds me of the prison system and how we deal with justice is that we just, as people as well, we just want retribution. We just yeah. want people to be punished. But we don't look long term like, okay, cool. If I punish yeah, this person and he's going to be in a place where loads of people punish and they're kind of disenfranchised, seen as low lies, whatnot. Like I've heard people say they shouldn't be allowed to vote. If you're going to treat people like they're less than human, when they come back, they're going to come back into society again. Yeah. How on earth do you think they're going to behave? 100%. 100%. Rehabilitation is way more, way more important. But so so I, want, I want to ask you, like you, Laz, as we round up here, what do you think are the potential solutions to addressing this knife culture? That, and in fact, forget knife. We, we, we spoke about the roots, the lack of hope, the lack of opportunities, and then the masculinity issue as well. That's the things that we can't figure out. What are the type of things that you, we think that we could do on a micro level, let's say, as yeah. individuals, like people listening, and more on a macro level? Um, I'll start with Nigga first. I think, first, you need to champion long-term goals and, and long-term celebrations. And I think that, that will go all the way from young people looking to the future to um, governments looking at what they can do, as you're saying, past eight years. Like, sorry, being able to celebrate a, a, a leader, a mayor, a prime minister, a president that can say, do you know what? I can't fix this issue, but I'm going to leave it something in place like the same way that we celebrate a Martin Luther lot mm. Martin um, 
didn't even start, let alone finish what we needed civil rights wise. It's not even finished now, you'd argue, but we'd say that's a that's a massive step. Mm. Or um yeah, or all of these things. So celebrating long term long term goals and also I think being able to understand how how important and and I think one of the big things that's actually helped it is is this growth in, in stuff like UK rap. So being able to show young people that there is a, a financial, not just a financial reward, but a lifestyle reward for different things. So whether that be IO um, being around uh, the younger people in this area and, and showing them, hey man, like I, I don't even, I was about to say, don't roll around in the flashiest stuff, but you know, <laughs> no, don't be I'm saying, I was watching, <laughs> saying, it's telling the time and making phone calls. <laughs> but, um, but, um, showing them like, do you know, you, you can be successful and happy. And that's one of the most mm. important things because we're trying to find out what happiness is and people don't really fully comprehend the fact that a lot of times we're not necessarily looking for the biggest financial reward we're looking for what looks like completion so mm. that's why for example um there are kids that will follow in in the route of their father or whatever or <laughs> or their their big cousin rather than the people around them that are just completely rich because in their head they're like I want that life. Mm. That life is what I'm is what I'm pursuing. And I think a lot of times, especially as as black males, we sort of hide when we get to a certain career because obviously we're taught that the only careers that should be glamorized, regardless of the fact that you know we'll we'll be doing well off whatever we're doing, we'll say, well, leave that to the circus monkeys. Almost, do you know what I'm mm. saying? Um, like the people that are going to be on the YouTubes and are going to be on the socials and whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm just going to go get mine. Whereas if we showed young people, and as you're saying, micro, this is as micro as you mm. can get, showed young people, and I don't mean to boast about it, like not, not, I'm not necessarily saying throwing people's faces, but I do remember, like, even the other day, a, a friend of mine, um, I, I don't mind saying his name, his name's Calm, and me and him have always, like, competed in a banterous way about who's going to be more successful since we were kids and who's making more money or made more money and whatever, and we went... I went around this workshop and I brought him with me. He went Oxford Uni, he, um, he went into law and finance and all that stuff. And he did something that I was avoiding for time with these young people because I thought, oh, you're not meant to boast about money. And um, in his presentation about how far he'd come, he put his salary on there and told them this is how much I'm making and this is how much I made last year and I wasn't on much the year before and whatever and I was very sceptical even when he was doing it I was kind of cringing like what are you doing sort of thing it's because like taboo talk about money like that 100% but the way they looked at him and they literally automatically said I want to do what you did like Mm. just about all of them in the room because Mm. they saw the reward do you know what I'm saying and automatically made me when I went to the front I was like Yo, but I make this much. And now they're just arguing about who they want to be between mm. me and him rather than... So a lot of times, if we if we accept the fact that people celebrate and idolise the people that are visible to them, yeah. then that means we have to also accept and, and understand that we have to be, be the ones visible. that mm. are visible. You can't sit there and say, oh, like, uh, rap culture or, or whatever, whatever is ruining these lots' minds, That's but then say, though. yeah, but I'm going to be quiet. Because then who are they going to idolise? They have no other option other than what's available. You can't eat food if, if you don't see it on the shelf. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if, even if it's in the back, if you don't know it's in the back, how are you going to ask for it? Do you know what I'm saying? So you've got to put, we've got to put ourselves as, 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 as black males that are successful or growing to be successful because sometimes we think, I haven't done enough, I shouldn't tell these lot like what I'm doing or whatever even if you're growing towards success or you know a path or you're like, I, I did this with, with my little brother, he's not my actual little brother but 
I've got a little brother that he went he went to jail and when he came out, I spoke to him about transferable skills and I said to him, look, your ability to be able to wake up because he went he went to jail for um, selling selling narcotics selling uh, yeah selling drugs basically yeah, and um, I said to him, your ability to round up everyone and dictate what the older lot, the younger lot are going to do for you is a leadership skill. Your ability to wake up and mm. say, do you know, it's 4am, someone's called me for a shot. I'm going to I'm gonna take my um, my ped and go to the, the other part of London just to make £30 profit shows your determination. Your ability to in, invest and literally say to yourself, oh, I've only made, what, two, £200 profit? Cool, I need to put that back in, put that back and get more... Um, get get more yeah get more weight and sell it off whatever it shows your ability to save and, and whatever whatever and when he came out the last the, the, the last time that he came out and, and god willing the, the last time for good I was able to say to him alright cool you've got these transferable skills and obviously my situation is, is is a blessing that not many have but I was able to say to him here's a certain amount of money start a business do you know what I'm saying because I believe in you and I literally gave him one stipulation if you mess this up then I take the money back do you know what I'm saying? That was that's the only stipulation I have with you. I take the money back and whatever else is that you've made off the business, I'll take that away from you. And he's and obviously that's that's a that's an that's an isolated situation. Not everyone's gonna have a brother that can do that for them. Mm. But if you're able to identify with these young people that the skill set that you have mm. is bigger than what you think, a lot of these skills that you have are transferable, and we we start actually raising our younger lot and not just screaming at the system the system yeah it's corrupt I, I fully agree you know I'm saying the teaching system is is some bull the police system is some bull all of this is some bull even the way the government set is some bull but all what we can, can we do exactly yeah, we, 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 we know what the pitch is like we're supposed to play the game exactly. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then can I, you can do next if you don't mind yeah is that um, kind of as a segue to, to what you said and I'm just going to have a cheeky plug for what I'm doing as well. Is that is is it's what you said? Like we need to pedal hope. Like, um, like we, sorry, we I, that was the most amazing line, man. Sorry, pedal hope. It's sorry. it's true though. We <laughs> we need to push out hope. We need we need to we need to be givers of hope to people. Um, and in that line, I'm gonna I did this last time. I've got a podcast coming out. I'll come out next month, hopefully. No, um, no, make sure it comes out next month. It's coming out. Next cool. Month. Well, it's definitely coming out. It's just whether it's next <laughs> month or in two months' time. But regardless, called Hidden Figures, and the whole idea is we're gonna interview um, really successful Black British people mm. who are from generations before us. So, in basically, my my um thing is forty up. Um, as in the age 40 up and the whole idea is just to talk to them about their personal experiences how they've dealt with racism how they've dealt with discrimination how they've dealt with poverty how and also how they've made a success of themselves if they didn't deal with poverty or if they didn't deal with racism whatever but just to get their personal stories but the whole the whole thinking behind it again is to peddle hope mm. even as I say it, yeah, as as I've started like doing the research for this podcast and reaching out to people, there are so many people to talk to. Like it's it's unbelievable, like in terms of I've probably got I mean I've I've already got like eight or nine people lined up, like for sure, but I, I've probably got two years worth of of people on a list mm-hmm. that I could interview, um just off just off like without me even starting is basically what I'm trying to say and the point that I'm making is that there is a lot to be hopeful for yeah. there, there, there are a lot of examples there is a lot of good things the problem is there's not enough light sh- shined on them and I think it's our responsibility um, particularly because of the situation in our community to start pushing more of a hopeful agenda more of a bright agenda more of a long-term more of a future futuristic future-based agenda rather than one of destruction and death 
Yeah. No, I fully agree. Um, which kind of takes me to what I've been doing um, recently. I've I've had a podcast as well. Mm. Um, it's called Ordinary People, and I feel like I'm trying to achieve like the same kind of thing, like we're mm. achieving maybe from a different angle. Mm. So, um, one of the things I realized, uh, especially in my kind of community, is the youth. They either want to be like a, a footballer, mm. a rapper, something that's at the top of mm. the absolute top, and like Nebo said. They don't um, struggle with skills. They might struggle at identifying their skills. They have no struggle with skills. Mm. So what I wanted to do is try and build um, like a wider sense of community, not just mm. a community of uh, these are the people that look like me or these are the people around me. So it's just showing like, uh, or what I try to do is just get ordinary, normal people yeah, like yeah, ourselves yeah. to tell their stories, That's to interact, talk about thing, like, yeah, you get what I mean? Um, and yeah, to be honest, it, I think... That's the idea, man. It's yeah. just building community. Like you said, peddling hope. I didn't really have that in mind, but I see mm. where it, it's the under, It's one of the underlying yeah. reasons. You yeah. know what I mean? Peddling hope, showing people that they do have transferable skills. They have built... Because remember, these people, we might look at them as like... Or some people might look at them as outcasts, but they have no problems building a community. Mm. Their community is fine. The, the problem is how that community interacts with, with wider other societies. Yeah. Wider societies. You know what I mean? They don't have issues... Um, the issue is sort of like a, it's a societal issue and, and then it can sort of um, change into other things you know mm. what I mean but yeah I think um, in terms of solutions I don't think there's going to be a one size fits all thing yeah, but definitely. I think one of the main things is getting rid of this whole mentality of us against them and yeah. once, once, every, once, once we feel like or once everyone feels like they're part of the us then I think something, something can happen yeah um, so, so. Um, on a more <clears throat> micro level um, I believe that people need to stop doing up Fred Merchants and actually back your chat. We've been raising awareness for issues. And this is not just with this issue, yeah. with all types of issues, people have been raising awareness for five years. Mm. How much aware there's no more awareness to raise. Like yeah. it's time to actually get get a- get active. So be I've been I've been talking to young people in my area and trying to like give them hope yeah, and do. Like, well, yeah, yeah, so yeah, like it. so but like this year, I'm going to try to take it to another level. And I think one of the most important things is, even if you don't feel like you have skills, because for a while, what you said, I, like, I didn't think I was successful enough to talk to people. Because my, cause my thing, because I'm a numbers guy, I think numbers are thinking, raw. the youths them are doing this thing because like, they feel like it's going to get them this amount of money. Until I could, give, until I could show them, actually show them an, an alternative, they're not going to listen to me. Mm. Like, but then really, I thought, like, just actually speak, sometimes just speaking, actually listening to some of these man's stories, like listen to actually listening I don't think people understand how much listening because nobody listens to them apart from their own boys and if they're all in the same environment they're going to be reinforcing whatever man them believe in it so sometimes actually just listening and then see where you could insert part of hope in yourself you know what I'm saying from a more macro level and in terms of on a, on a more macro on a more macro level I believe that until we see policies that are actually more long term one ban all this forget all this all this trying and just try, basically trying to hoover up these kids from ends and putting them in into into the, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Scoot them all up and just get rid of them. They, you can't. That's not that's not how you solve these situations. I'm talking about actual investment in certain local communities. When I say investment, I mean putting. I'm not it's not just like putting up youth centres. We've got enough money in this community. We've got enough money in this country to be going dropping on bombs on next countries. Yeah, because. Them man in parliament say so. We don't say so. The six, yeah. 60, 60 million people in the country don't say so. Mm. A couple of man in parliament say, rah, we've got... No. We've got... We've got put technology around these kids. Like, have 
football now we're seeing more football pitches being built up and in summertime like in jeeps remember we used to kick ball in yeah. summer how many how many we used to remember we used to play yeah, the youngest yeah, every summer they will be playing ball from 6am to <laughs> even it's dark man I must still kick a ball man I must still kick a ball give them like just put um, facilities in place where they can go and utilise and learn new skills whether it be that's what I hate on like social media when people say stuff like everybody's a podcaster or everybody's a personal trainer, everybody's a trader. I'd rather these people come and actually come and do some of their lives and sit there chatting shit or causing trouble. Mm. Give people hope and ability to do and learn new stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So actually investment into education, investment into facilities and also reforming how we deal with people who actually step out of the realms of the bounds of what we decide society is. Once people break the law, listen to them, mental coach them and try provide um kind of like a safety net so they don't do it again you know what i'm saying and if you know people in this in this type of lifestyle listen to them mm. let's talk to them don't just talk talk at them because when i talk at people say yeah oh because we because people out of that lifestyle we can see it's clearly wrong and it has its and it has its consequences just telling man that ain't gonna make a difference because they're almost like it's almost like man's in a trance mm. talk to people and that's my thing but yeah guys thank you for coming on this was quite a passionate podcast. It's gone on for way longer than I thought, but thank you for your time. If I could pay you, I would. Maybe sure, I'm lying. No, I would. <laughs> no, no, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I could pay you, I would. And I just want people that like, listening to this podcast on, on a serious note, especially um, especially men, we need to start valuing our lives. Like, 100%. violence, I know, because even, I, I, even myself, like, sometimes I, I'm, I'm sort of learning. Like, if certain men do something to me, I might want to react violently, but we can't keep doing this because we are cheapening when like reducing the, the value of our if life was a stock our valuation is plummeting every year mm. like violence like violence should not be normalized so if you're seeing like if people are trying to normalize violence and death on your timeline on your social media g-check them like that's what i don't like to see people post dead bodies or on twitter because that's 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 somebody's brother that's somebody's daughter you see what i'm saying mm. and you're disrespecting that person's life like that I don't want to see people posting even them then them funny fights that people post stop that shit stop that ish like stop glorifying these type of fights stop glorifying mm. glorifying like the, 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 like gossiping about what's happening in the hood and it's like banter it's not banter mm. it's not banter because we saw like last week the impact of when somebody who's loved in the community dies mm. and it's not just an impact on them because they we're not going to see them again and just impacts on their immediate family but on other people it's a serious thing, sort of glorifying violence, and our lives matter and act like it. But you want to say something before we bounce? Yeah, go on. Yeah, um, literally, based on what you said, I think things not necessarily completely stop, but things have an effect when you realise they're not cool anymore. Mm. I remember, um, it's a really small example, but I still remember when Conan said, um, the fuck boy's probably still jacking phones. Yeah. yeah. And I genuinely believe in that exact moment, everyone that was listening to that was like, Raw man, I hear up your phone. Like, Bobby, you know, that's not the wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you know what I'm saying like even people that may have been fearful of it or people that were considering doing it. I'm not saying every single person listened to it was like, oh, Conan said, stop robbing. No, but it's, no, it's but impact. He didn't necessarily it's word it in the sense of, hey, stop robbing phones, stop crime. Just, yeah, literally let you know that's not pop, that's not popping anymore. We don't, we don't, and and the culture right now is is if you if you look at the change in culture, when we was younger, Robin was a state that you was at the top of the food chain. Whereas yeah. now, Robin is like your bum. Yeah, it's the lowest thing you could do. That, 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 that's that, why this glorification is powerful. People, exactly. That's what that's what I say. That's why hood people see um, thieves as lower than snitches now. Mm. So 
I think what we glorify, and even though we argue that oh, these things aren't a big deal, sometimes people are like, oh, get to the root. There's nothing wrong with glorifying videos on Twitter, whatever, whatever. Bruv, the day it becomes not cool to pull out your phone when a fight's going on, yeah. or the day it becomes <laughs> not cool to post it because man have really fully comprehended that, yo, You're firstly, what, yeah, why are you filming this? And secondly, bruv, you know this is basically just handing it to the police as evidence or, mm. or whatever reason that you want to give to make it not cool. Think, these things will happen less. So, yeah, stop glorifying this stuff cut up like if you can't pull you can't pull out for anyways and <laughs> my point is just stop glorifying these things and let's just have a, a beautiful future where man live I, I don't think people understand like bruv living is out like this is me like i'll say to you like i remember growing up and being at one of my friends memorials and me and my me and my like he was like my best friend at the time boy called ben we're just standing there and we looked at all my brethren and the first thing we said the first thing ben said to me was it's mad. Who do you think's next? Mm. And it was genuinely like, that's when I realised that was a normal sense. He wasn't saying it on like some, oh, this is Call of Duty bullshit. He was it's like, you could you could tell he was upset, point, yeah. but it was just like, bruv, I need to I need to get to terms of it now. And we always used to say that we hated summer. Like literally, we would count down the days for summer because we're like, someone's going to go. So I think the more you comprehend how real life this is, and that's why, for example, with my little brother or the younger lot around my area, I tell them to focus on their mums. Do you know what I'm saying? I say to them, like, I, I've, I, like not not a shameless plug, do you know what I'm saying? But there's a video on YouTube by some guy called Nigo True. We <laughs> heroes now. I've heard the guy's wavy. But, um, but in, in that poem, the guy says something along the lines of, um, he's talking about... Um, don't don't tell me um, you're you're willing to die or go to jail. Look your mother in the eye and tell her she failed. Um, look your little sister in the eye and tell her you ain't coming home. And and to me, I think the biggest Im the biggest thing that, that hit me was I remember um, getting into a sort of altercation in my area and and having an issue and watching I'm not gonna say who but watching a loved one, someone that I genuinely care for, putting a knife in in his sock because he was scared. And in my head, I realized my what I'm doing is impacting the people around me. Mm. So sometimes it's not even about you. You've got to think about it. you've got to think about your mom and whatever. And last thing, sorry, that I'll say I'm, I'm going over, but I think a lot of times we don't take into consideration the audience that we're mm. talking to. So, for example, this is this is on the economics po uh, podcast because of who I always as a person. We we are going to have some people that are directly impacted by this, but especially people that are looking out for things with regards to the economics world, you might have a lot of people that are, are more the, the, the parents or the big brothers mm. or whatever to the people that are directly involved in this. Bruv, if you're listening to this, have a conversation. Don't let this, because I, I, I notice this a lot with what I do. I go to, go to things, do a performance, do a speech. People feel inspired. Do you know what I'm saying? All my days I'm inspired. Go away, nothing happens. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? One thing I've noticed, when people make tweets, what you always notice, especially when people make motivational tweets, Apply that tweet to their own life. A lot of times what you'll notice is that people are really talking to themselves. Mm. It's just they felt they needed to put it on Twitter to express themselves. Mm -hmm. What I learned is routine is bigger than inspiration. Mm -hmm. Inspiration so. means absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Like if I tell a man, go gym, you're fatty, yeah? Man will go gym, but if he's not going consistently, that's why a lot of times when people go through breakups, they go gym bare because they replace the routine of talking to their partner mm -hmm. with every time I get this feeling, I'm going to go gym. You mm -hmm. connect mm -hmm. feelings with things. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling away from this pod, Bruv, talk to someone. Like, pick up your phone. The first person you thought of during this pod, chat to them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and if it's yourself, 
big man fix up. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, you want to plug your social so error? Uh, where can we find you and your pod- podcast? Ordinary people's it's on the iTunes, right? And SoundCloud, iTunes, the um, ordinary people show or the o- the OP show. I think mm. you can find it as. Or... I'll, I'll, put, I'll, send, I'll put the link in my um, in, on, on the Twitter uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter as well. HTTP error four o four. That's such a funny app. <laughs> um, everything Nigo True, N E G O T R U E. Uh, the YouTube, the Twitter, the Spotify, the iTunes. If you're a painting, all seven. I'm joking. I'm not joking. But yeah. uh, known as them, so. No, put uh, some bass in your voice, man. <laughs> See, this is this is the type of thing that man gets stubble. Like, I'm just questioning my masculinity. And that, like, you're mad. No, um, yeah, known as Dams, like not, like known as D A M Z in it. So, family yeah, and then hope, and then um, inshallah. All the Shalas, um, the Head and Figure podcast will be out next month. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, as yeah, soon as it drops, don't worry, it'll be in my description. I'll keep checking my description. 100%. Um, those listening to this, I know it's been two hours of your time. Thank you. Please share this with people if you can, whether you're Facebook, whatever it is. Um, if you're following me on SoundCloud, please retweet this so people are here. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe. And hit a young five star. Somebody gave me one star, but they gave me a good feedback. So I think that was a mistake. <laughs> if that was you, you need to go down and re- rectify that, cuz. But yeah, thank you for listening. God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.